Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports. And joining me today is a man who has been on this pod, I think, the second most, probably, during our first year on this podcast. I Kevin Miller. The second most, yeah. yeah. I would guess second. Craig's probably number one, right? Yeah, I imagine Bill's close, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Bill put in a lot of time on the uh, on the football pod, though. But exactly, you, yeah. You've got a lot of the... Uh, or stuff that, that almost the, everything else <laughs> yeah the football stuff pumps up uh craig's numbers too uh, i think but uh for, first things first a little bit of house cleaning for today's podcast as i adjust my microphone unfortunately take two this is t- yeah this is kind of a mini it's going to be a mini while it'll we'll see how long it ends up being but uh, this, this is kind of take two for our, our uh one year anniversary pod we did take one last night and unfortunately we lost a lot of really good shit because um the nhl trade deadline is kind of the marker for when uh, when we we complete a full year of the uh of the crossover podcast and we completed a full year yesterday when the nhl trade deadline was but unfortunately we lost that pod and i was really disappointed because craig and i we had some some real good shit in there i predicted who was going home in the bachelor correctly he was wrong and he's watched for like 10 years and i've been watching for a year so it's a big moment for me and but unfortunately no one heard it we had really good jose batista chat and man it's just oh it's so upsetting that we lost that one i'm i'm, I'm really i'm still steaming about it oh i'm steaming boy uh but uh <laughs> Here we are, and, and and I appreciate you 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 coming to the rescue because I wanted to get something out for the first year. I didn't I didn't want to not because we lost a pod earlier in the it was like week nine or something of the NFL season. We lost one, and I was just kind of like ho hum. We yeah, we lost. I mean, that you're one. doing like a weekly recap of everything that's going on. Like I'm not sure what the NFL podcasts were actually about, but I can imagine you can miss week nine and not really feel like you missed a lot. Well, yeah, but it, it was also just kind of. I mean, it sucked. Not an anniversary episode. <laughs> yeah, but this was this was our this was our one year anniversary, and and I re- I really wanted Craig to be on that one, and it's just God, it was so it's really ticked me off. So like like I said, I, pr- I appreciate you coming in on short notice to talk a little little nerd stuff and yeah, no thanks. worries and uh better luck in 2017 <laughs> yeah thank you very much i'll tell you this is the uh this 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 is the losing that anniversary thing that was the that that was the sign from from the people up above to tell me <laughs> to spring for some better equipment because i've been debating about that for the past week give and, me a sign and a half yeah and then this this might be the sign that i need to get some better stuff Shut um, down. Luckily, we had some some stuff happen in all of the shows, so we're gonna we're gonna do our usual thing. I re- it, we got caught up on on all of the DC shows uh, a week or two ago, mm-hmm. but uh, you know a couple of cool things have happened since then. So we'll... yeah, we were kind of in the middle of the uh, Earth Two stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like there was a lot of stuff going on. We we can get right into the the Earth Two stuff we, when when we last recapped everything for mm-hmm. and went back and did our little. Uh, for Lanciverse update and our, our, our just kind of recap and getting everybody up to date from from the last time we were on. Uh, we, we've only had a couple episodes since then, but some real cool shit has happened since then. Uh, yeah, the game kind of done changed mm-hmm. for better or worse. On yeah, show. We, we, we can start with Flash. Let's start with Flash. And 
we've missed two episodes of the flash so the last one so if you haven't seen anything we'll, we'll preface everything with a spoiler alert if you're not yeah and in our last episode episode 68 i think it was we uh talked about the first part of the uh, earth 2 mm-hmm. arc i guess we can call it not yeah i think that they're done there by a long shot no definitely not so what happened in the last episode or last two episodes is they escaped from earth 2 and at the end, Zoom kills Jay, Jay Garrick, and then pulls him back into the breach of Earth Two. Right as they as they are closing the breaches, mm-hmm. um, what, what did you think of that episode? Just just I I thought it was I liked it a lot because yeah. I like uh, Cisco making moves, um, like even Earth One Cisco on Earth Two making moves with uh, Killer Frost, you know getting stuff together and actually sort of coordinating the team when no one else it really steps up to the plate because there's like earth two iris and earth two barry and i mean they're not going to take a leadership position in this and harrison doesn't deal well with others and so cisco kind of has to be the de facto leader of the team and that was fun did you like that they brought uh jesse through the portal with with uh uh, with Harris as well, so they essentially found a way to keep Tom Cavanaugh on this show. Yeah, absolutely, I like that. Yeah, that was fantastic, wasn't it? Yes. I, I that. so that's so good. I I was very excited, and I mean, we you know listened to an episode from like a year and a half ago. I was very excited to see that he was involved in Flash, and I'm happy to see that despite like being unexisted as the Earth season one villain, he has continued to be on every episode of the show. Uh. I'll tell you what I thought was funny was um, the guy who's in the in the I mean the the new the new mystery is because we saw like, the spoiler alert again. If you haven't seen it, you can't blame me. But yeah, here's what we can talk about now. Zoom uh, took his mask off at the end of the last episode. For some reason, they're taking like a th- like three weeks off. Flash isn't back till like the till the 22nd of March, so that's mm-hmm. that's a good three weeks away. Which uh, I don't want to say is bullshit, but it's uh, it's kind of bullshit. But now, is there a reason for that? Like, no, is something I, going on? Does it have something to do with, like, the electoral campaigns? That's probably exactly what it is, actually. Because today was Super Tuesday or, or whatever, right? So they got the, uh, the all the, you know, voting and whatnot going on for that. So I, I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there with this probably taking a vote. Although Legends of Tomorrow isn't going anywhere. Yeah, uh, that's why I, I'm wondering if they're putting some stuff on delay to kind of get these shows kind of synced up again. Because yeah, like, tomorrow had a delayed start, so mm-hmm. did Supergirl. That's probably it. Supergirl's are the ones take, that are continuing to go. Supergirl's only taken one week off, I think. Uh, yeah, but but it started like three weeks after Arrow and Flash did, right? Mm-hmm. And had an extra, like it was off last week, I want to say. Yeah, they had yeah, one new episode of that. Yeah, they, they took a, a weird week off the on the Monday before. Uh, uh, the the dude who was banging on the glass or whatever. Yep. Uh, and and they were trying to figure out that I forget what they called it, and I'd never heard of this before. I don't I don't know if this is a thing where they they were doing like a five by five grid, and yeah, he would, yeah, he would bang, and 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 they would the letters. I the entire time I just kept saying, just draw letters on the glass with your fingers, man. Like, what are you doing? Yep. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it's just like, come on. This is this is not like that's something you need to do if you can't actually see the guy there. But I was just like, draw letters. On the well, thing. sure. And I mean, like he's in a glass box because you could argue like, well, if he's not really facing Jesse, then how would he know to do that even? <laughs> True, but he was Barry is looking right at him, right? Like he could have easily been like. <laughs> that was just funny to me. It was just like, like when he was doing it with Jesse. I, yeah. I guess you could argue that she didn't have the angle to see the, what he might be drawn on, on the window. But Barry's just looking straight at the guy. <laughs> he mm-hmm. should have just been like, he could have written like he oh, just yeah. did big ass letters with his finger whale on the screen. <laughs> it's just like exactly grab some dirt or mud or something like that because he seemed to be sitting in kind of a grimy cell and yeah. literally right on the glass. Who do you think is in that mask? Oh, so this is, uh, well, I mean, can we reveal who Zoom is? <laughs> of course we can. I've already said spoiler alert twice. All right. Uh, so uh, Zoom kills Jay, who I'm going to call Jay 2 because he's the Jay from Earth 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had previously been intro- well, introduced, but have shown from a great distance Jay 1, who is Hunter Solomon. Mm-hmm. And now... And two fingers up right now for, the, for, the, for those of you who aren't watching. Two fingers. Keep going. No one's watching. It's a podcast. I'm <laughs> just saying two fingers are up. Uh, and now Zoom has revealed himself to also be Jay. I'm now raising a third finger. A third theoretical finger because I suspect J3 or 4 even, but not Earth 1 Zolomon and certainly not Garrick. No. Or not the Garrick that we've seen for this entire season so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to say uh, because they this universe is so broad, mm-hmm. and and I love it because they do a bunch of stuff with um, and the the, uh, the recent Reverse Flash episode in season two was a good example because they basically show that hey if you've got time travel and multiple universes you can basically have anywhere anyone anywhere at any time for any reason. So this could easily be like a future version of Hunter Zolomon or a third Earth version of Jay Garrick or anything. Like just seeing his face. Sorry? Could be a clone. Who knows? Well, exactly. And just seeing the character's face doesn't really answer a lot. (laughs) Like you're like, oh, it's him. Like, no, that could still be anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Because my my thing was there could technically be four Jay Garricks, right? Four, uh, uh, what's the name of the actor playing Jay Garrick? One second. There, there could technically be four Teddy Sears is his name, I believe. Yeah, Teddy Sears. There could be four Teddy Sears, right? Mm-hmm. There could be two Jay Garricks and two Hunter's Elements. Mm-hmm. And we know that J2, as you so succinctly put it, is dead. And Hunter, well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, Hunter Zolomon One is on is just hanging out on Earth One, has nothing to do with anything. We, or we so assume. or so we assume. And Hunter Zolomon two could easily be Zoom, right? And then the guy in the mask who's just sitting there could easily be Jake Eric one. That's in some sort of way it could break down. So there's potentially I'm still, I'm still holding out hope that the dude in the mask is Earth One Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, it could be too. Yeah, I'm, I'm because I really want him to still be alive. They've kind of deflated my hopes a little bit there by uh, having Deathstorm in the series already, mm-hmm. like as a guest spot. I, I I don't hold out so much hope for that, but you know, I'm still thinking about it. I still kind of want it. Oh. Um, and 
I kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a hail mary uh, wild guess here, wild goose chase guess. Uh, body shifted Jay Garrick, Eobard Thon. Yeah, could be <laughs> Eobard two. Yeah, Eobard two. Eobard two travels back in time <laughs> on an alternate Earth and takes over. I don't know J 3s body. <laughs> Boy, listen, it's entirely possible, that's and that's true. how stupid that is. is I love true. it, and I I love it, but it's the craziest nonsense idea that that could potentially be real. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's that's fantastic. Oh, what did you think of King Shark? Uh, okay, I have some thoughts about this episode. Yeah, go ahead. Um, it felt slow, and I never thought that it, like, it felt kind of boring after the Earth 2 stuff, and kind of it was a sort of a side plot episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I never thought I would say a Flash King Shark episode would be, like, kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I kind of agree. Although, the, the shot that they had of him, because they definitely spent some money on King Shark. Oh, no, absolutely. And he looked great, and, like... I'm actually surprised how much I liked King Shark as a character. <laughs> of all fucking people. <laughs> uh, I hated him in the comic. <laughs> no, he's really nothing in the comics. But... Because I never heard of him before. Like, it's... I love that he's on this show because I hated him in the comics. Does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, like, okay, well, clearly we're getting into, like, the deeper rogues gallery here. That's the Rainbow Raider. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that was season one. <laughs> yeah, still counts, though. But, I mean, they, they, they really enlisted the deep, deep pool. Of, oh, sure, of, like, sure. they're really digging deep in a decent... Yeah, Pied Piper and stuff. Yeah, the bag of tricks. <laughs> um, oh, he hasn't come back yet this season, has he? No, and I fully suspect him to come back eventually. I don't know if it'll be this season, but... Well, yeah, because now they can have him and Cisco. when Cisco learns... It, now that I think about it, him and Cisco are going to have a... Uh, a, yeah, a sound off at some point, right? Where I imagine so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, I they, they're sound. Up no, and... I control the sound. Buildings are shattering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be good. Yeah, uh, if you have a rap battle, it'll be great. Yeah, I, I was saying that uh, the King Shark. I think as as not great as that episode was. Even, I mean, even though we got the big reveal of Zoom at the end. Yep. I the shot that they had where Barry was running on water and then King Shark, like, just comes out. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was probably better than... That was than, pretty awesome. Like, yeah, that was better than anything they've they've done. I think that, I think that might be the best, in terms of look, the best CG, single... Yeah, yeah. yeah. The best single sequence they've had. Here's so, my big pet peeve with this episode, and I, you can probably guess what it is. Lila is not Amanda Waller, and she should never try. And I no, want Amanda Waller back. She's not my Amanda Waller. Like we we talk about how Henry Cavill's not your Superman, and uh, you Listen, know, I'm willing to put that on the on the wayside because yeah. I I I don't know. This just is wrong to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's terrible because she's like sitting around. First off, the government would never hire this this woman to like this secret Argus government organization, whatever, would never be like, hey, you know what? Let's bring in someone with the complete opposite views of Waller, have her t- strip this thing down from the inside, and then just like, oh. Right. It's, and, it was... and go on what we are assuming is her first official Argus mission and kind of fucking it up. Yeah. <laughs> kind of bad. doing it like really half-assed and not really sure what to do. Like she seems like a, a fish out of water. Yeah, for lack <laughs> pun intended. Yeah, but, I guess. <laughs> oh god, it was just yeah. But Diggs always a treat, so it was nice to see him. That's true. That's true. Uh, it was good to see them in in, in a Flash episode too. So, yeah, definitely. So I think that puts a nice capper on the Flash mm-hmm. so far. Um, I'd like to slide over 
to CBS. Uh, we've had two episodes of Supergirl. <laughs> the the Supergirl, sorry. Uh, we'll fix it in post. Uh, <laughs> Edit that out. Yeah, uh, two episodes of Supergirl. Mm-hmm. One was okay. I liked the last episode. Like the, the previous one, last week's. With the Master Jailer? Yeah. I Why never in a million years? Like, if you'd ask me, and I know I say this every time there's somebody new where I'm like, oh, that's cool. But the Master Jailer? I was like, that is so awesome. And we got to be introduced to uh, Siobhan Smith, who will eventually become the... Uh, the Silver Banshee? Silver Banshee, yeah. Well, we have to assume that. I thought she was going to be uh, mute when we okay. first when we first saw her because she didn't say anything she didn't like, say anything for a while yeah for the first three scenes and when she was like messaging uh Kara to get like a insight into her just, life just stuff. trolling her yeah she was essentially trolling her i was like i was thinking is she mute because that would be brilliant if uh oh just completely reverse it <laughs> yeah if she, and then whatever happens that turns her into whatever they're going to come up with that turns her into the silver banshee for the next one just you know completely flips it for the yeah, uh yeah for for the rest of it, oh, it was, it was so good. I just I, I thought, but it, like it obviously didn't turn. And now I'm desperate for that character to turn into the Silver Banshee because right now she's just kind of like the one dimensional, uh, <laughs> terrible office like foil for Cat. Yeah, and we don't need that because Cat already does that better. <laughs> <laughs> this show is bloated. I, I it, it, there are way too many characters. It is, and I expect that like I, I fully expect it's going to get like a a season two because it, it won People's Choice Awards for like best new drama. I oh hope. oh yeah, this show's not going anywhere. It's got well, like, no, no, like, we're going to get at least one more season out of this, and I suspect that they'll pare down. Like I don't expect uh, to see Lucy Lane back in yeah. any. It's got ninety seven on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Which yeah, I believe it is way too high for well, this show. But well, the thing is, is the way Rotten Tomatoes works is that just means 97, 97% of people gave it a favorable review. That favorable yeah. review could be six out of ten, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it still counts. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, the show is—it's just way too bloated with characters right now. They need to trim it down. I like. I just t- the Alex. That that character's got to go. Like super. We'll she is <laughs> awful. Her her sister characters gotta go they just well, added here's where i think that in like a later season they could kind of rearrange things and this is a classic season two move and uh it's a, a trope called growing the beard where a show kind of comes into its own after figuring out what works and what doesn't mm-hmm. uh i suspect that we'll see more of hank henshaw as as the uh martian mm-hmm. as a martian manhunter and possibly see alex actually take over the deo for better or worse but i suspect better Dio, like that whole thing, like they're fucking it's clown shoes. Yeah, they're not only are they clown shoes, but every time they do something, I'm like, Sean Jones would not follow these people. These people are terrible. I'm like, this guy was one of the best guys in the Justice League. He's sitting here slumming with these clowns. What's going on? Like, I don't know. And you can sort of explain it away and be like, this isn't John Jones though. It's John Jones trying desperately to be what Hank Henshaw was. Yeah, <laughs> like he's kind of stuck, right? Yeah, I guess. It's not like he'd be like, I quit. Yeah. Still though, he's sitting there listening to these people going like, "These are all terrible ideas." Yeah, no. If I had to guess, I would say whatever uh, season finale plans, like the 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 big when the shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. I suspect that it's gonna out him. Yeah, 
And then he's going to have to basically step down from the DEO leadership, at least. That's my guess. Um, but I did like that uh, previous episode because they, they I like that Jimmy Olsen finally, like someone called Supergirl on the, hey, you can't just like hold a guy indefinitely for no real reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that thing I, I had. Because I, <laughs> that was like a few episodes and I'm like, um. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad that they addressed that because I was sitting there, th- I, I like, as that episode actually started, because like it opens up with that guy, uh, Maxwell Lord, just sitting in the jail. And I'm just like, first off, where's he going to the bathroom? You have to assume they're taking. No, that had, that yeah. was one of my points I was going to bring up. It's yeah. a far cry from when they had uh, Purple Man in a room in Jessica Jones for like three days, and he looked yeah. like he was falling apart. Mm-hmm. This dude hasn't even looked like he's like he's constantly got a five o'clock shadow somehow. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got his beard like or his trimmer permanently set to Jason Statham, basically. Well, yeah, and I guess they give him that trimmer. <laughs> yeah. And I mean he doesn't look like he's sweat in the same clothes that he's presumably been wearing for like what, two, three weeks at this point? Yeah, I guess. First. <laughs> not only that, but the whole holding a man against his will who you technically have no evidence against. You all you just have your assumptions and stuff like that. You're like, like show him a little disheveled so that we can at least sympathize yeah. with him a little bit in this situation where he's being held against it. Like because the whole point is hey you're holding this guy against his will this isn't right i mean you say that but then you show him like completely like he just walked in there three minutes ago mm-hmm. still has a shady grin on his face like show him like suffering <laughs> exactly right so it it, it, it kind of drive that point home exactly yeah and like that's another thing that sean jones wouldn't abide by that right like he, he would never sit there and be like yeah, we're holding this guy against his will. I'm cool with it. He could be doing something. He might, you know. It's like, has say, he done yeah. something? No. He Phantom might. Zone is one thing. Yeah, it, it was it's just... like, I I'm Superman. I don't kill anyone. I just imprison them in a hell dimension forever. Exactly. Right. It's just, oh man. So oh, the DC universe explains that sort of crap. My favorite is the Batman one, though. I don't kill anyone. I just put them in the hospital for the rest of their life. Yeah, that's so great. Kill <laughs> me. Uh, yeah. This... Uh, he probably should have ran over the Joker with his motorcycle. Might not have killed him. <laughs> would have stopped him. Yeah, probably. So probably yes, killed him. So yesterday they debut debut the uh, offspring okay. of one of your favorite this all-time villains. This hurt me. And For- and much as we said earlier, uh, you know, not my Superman, not my Amanda Waller. Yeah. Not my fucking brainiac. Well, the Indigo is a character, though. I, I get that, and I looked yeah. it up because yeah. I wanted to be sure. I'm like, is yeah, this... Brainiac. She's Brainiac Eight, and I think they said Brain. They name drop Brainiac Eight, but they do. And yeah, she was playing this. First off, this was a terrible episode. This this was awful. The pacing in this episode, probably the worst this show has ever been because they were jumping all over the place, and everything that they had, everything that had like that led them to catching indigo mm-hmm. made absolutely no sense like they brought at, at one point they brought win in to the deo because he yeah. was a better hacker than anyone the d like this super secret government agency had they mm-hmm. brought him in like it was last starfighter right <laughs> like you're a better <laughs> hacker than anybody we've got bring it in and then he's sitting there like decoding this alien language in under an hour and i'm like sitting there going okay so you're you're luthor you are better than Luthor. You just decrypted an, an, an alien code that you like have no idea where to start with 
in under an, an hour or something he said that's a good point yeah yeah he's basically saying like i'm learning and decrypting alien code in less than the period that would take me to watch an episode of doctor who yeah so in under an hour so he's luthor right they basically they're 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 establishing to us that he's luthor bruce wayne uh fucking mr terrific all oh sure yeah yeah he's in the top yep. five intelligence isn't Ray Palmer, all those we've never guys. heard of him yeah but... <laughs> yeah but he's there right because he's, he's the master hacker that they have um that was one. Another one was, the, so that was the first thing that was convoluted. The second thing that was extremely fucking convoluted was uh, Lana Lane or uh, the sister name, the sister's name, uh, Lucy Lane. Lucy Lane, thank you. Lucy Lane is like pacing back and forth in a room with Kara and Jimmy Olsen and right. says something like, "You know, I was going through the 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 Ashley Madison database that they had, and I noticed there was a general in there." What if she was just distracting us from the, so that she could steal this general? And I was just like, what? <laughs> Those two things. Wow, Lucy Lane, that's a fucking leap. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, how does that make any sense? And then they, they make this jump to like. It's oh, a good thing you were right. <laughs> yeah, it's a Trojan horse. She was doing it so she could take over. And I'm like, she, like and first off, that's a, if that was Indigo's plan, which it turned out it was. Mm. That's a horrible fucking plan. Because, like, her plan was... There's no better way to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, first off, she doesn't need that step. Because apparently her plan was, because, like, the like Brainiac 8 basically hacked this uh, Ashley Madison-like website. Yeah. And gave the information on a jump drive to Catco Industries. For and reason. For, yeah, for whatever reason. <laughs> Reasons not understood by me. And then her plan was... And she didn't even, like, up, like... She didn't even, like, upload it to their system automatically, which she could do because she's a fucking living computer. She sends it to them in the mail on a jump drive and expects them to just do it. And then when <laughs> her, her big plan is once they release the information, everybody will be so distracted by the scandal that I will be able to take this general and get him to get me into the super secret government base outside of National City where there are nuclear missiles and then I'll fire a nuclear missile at central city. You know, it was really weird. Like their plan went from, from like, it was unnecessary. You don't need that step. She should have, she could have just beat up this general, had him carry her there, launched the missiles and then bugged out. They did. There was no need to reveal herself at any point like, it, was it went like, from like generic blackmail scheme to yeah. die hard for fire sale almost yeah. go like let's turn on all the traffic lights at once to i'm gonna annihilate this city two war no games <laughs> yeah to i'm gonna blow up this city for no reason and i'm like you're not brainiacs like like you didn't come from brainiac who's this break it that is like i'm gonna eradicate the human race by throwing one nuke at one city one city yeah <laughs> so it would take out one what like what's he literally said like seven million people it's yeah like, okay well that's, that's a lot of people yeah but that's a talking... one one thousandth of the humans yeah it's like she was talking big game too i'm like what are you doing yeah that that that's not my brain. And also, why do that whole like why why alert the press at all? Yeah, exactly. Like, like if you hacked them and you got the you got the major that you need to get. This is this is why you need just get him. <laughs> yeah, comic book bad guys need consultants, right? Because if if Indigo like run like lays out her plan on a piece of paper for me, 
and I'm her, you know, bad guy consultant. She's like, okay, here's my evil taking over the plan. Yeah, here's steps like one through five. Steps like, one through okay, five. And she slides. One through three are unnecessary. Yeah, I'm like, no, take that out. Get rid of that. Just do that. <laughs> right? Like, hey, I can get rid of like three of these steps and the humans can be eradicated. And Supergirl will never know. <laughs> yeah, and like we went to the Fortress of Solitude for... <sighs> I don't know. Like, it was kind of cool because we're like, it's like, hey, we're going to the Fortress of Solitude. Fuck yes. But then... You know what? I was okay with that just because it it will obviously play more into future episodes. The, yeah, the idea of a of a key that only Superman and, like, only the strongest people on Earth can lift to open the... Uh, like, well, cue, cue plot device. Yeah, that was kind of cool, though. I, I thought that was all right. I'm like, it's cool, but there's yeah. definitely evil Kryptonians on this planet right now. That's true. That's a very good point. Um, and, like, there was this unnecessary backstory with uh, the Silver Banshee, and she's like, oh, I looked at the drive, and my father was on there, and he's a cheater and stuff. And I'm just like, by the way, were you ready for her to just be like, nah, I just made all that up? <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Because <laughs> she's a liar. Like, this doesn't seem right. Like, why would she be sharing this? <laughs> oh, so bad. Yeah, and it's like, I guess it's made... I guess the, the goal is to make you sympathize with her. For, so it'll be a little bit more tragic when she becomes a bad guy. And she I, I really but, hope that's not the goal. Because they're not doing a good job of no, it. No, that shit it was, was flimsily executed. And, and man, that was bad. This was a bad episode. Bad episode. The, I, mean, I mean, the cool things are... I, I think we, we went to the fortress, which was kind of cool. And mm-hmm. uh, Indigo had the Brainiac symbol on her forehead, which was kind of cool. And <laughs> the uh, the claw thing that she had in her left hand, I thought I thought that looked kind of cool. As far as like it's television and they don't have a, a huge budget, I thought that looked cool. Other than that, like the, the suit that she wore, and she was like some living computer that apparently fell in love with Non. And it's like, what are you... Oh, yeah, that, you know what? bad episode. Bad episode. And, and I understand that this is based on a real character, but I wouldn't like that character either. You know what I like about Brainiac? <laughs> He's not a sexy female Brainiac. <laughs> yeah, well... You I, know, like, I like that Brainiac is basically just a cold calculating machine. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't well, get swept up in this nonsense. Like, it, I am... I'm hoping... I really am that because we see like the sort of PS scene at the end where it's like, oh, no, he's collected all these parts of uh, of um, Indigo. And, you know, the the thought is that, oh, they're going to put her back together better, yes. stronger than she was before, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Just that hopefully we can get a better future version of yeah, her. That's that's the one saving grace from this. Is because it was such a tease for me. Like, early on in the episode, like, the, mm-hmm. the show starts with, like, oh, here's a flashback scene of when Carol is being sucked into the Phantom Zone. And that computer definitely has the Brainiac logo on it. I'm like, oh, fuck, here it is. I was yeah. so ready to love this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I was messaging, you know, I'm like, oh, man, they're doing, like, a, a, a Die Hard 4-style fire sale, and there's uh, the Brainiac logo flashing everywhere. Like, I'm totally down for this. Yeah. Like, this is exactly like the CBS sort of tier television made-for-TV Brainiac that I was hoping for, like, maybe 10 minutes into the episode. And after that, it was all downhill. Yeah, oh, it was bad. It was bad. The, uh, I mean, I just... The, the thing you take away from this, Miller, I think, as a positive, is there's a Brainiac 8. Yep. There's got to be a Brainiac. And that means season two, three, the big baddie for the entire season could 
theoretically well, he is the be big guy, and it's hard yeah. because like we we talk about it, and I obviously I'm a big Superman mythos fan, and it's hard for me to even name who my favorite Superman villain is because I love Brainiac. I, oh, it's Brainiac! Probably, Come on, now I've known it's, it's probably Brainiac. Yes, it's, it's Brainiac. Yeah, but I mean, like I love Darkseid. Yeah, I love Metallo. Mm-hmm. I love Luthor, but you can't do him because everyone does him. I mean, yeah. We're, but Brainiac would be perfect for this. And you're show. doing like discount Luther with this Maxwell Lord guy, anyway, right? Well, yeah, and I mean, I'm even okay with that. Like, I'm, I'm not. I was never expecting Luthor to be on this show, and I don't call out for him to be on this show. No, but uh, Brainiac, they could do, and I wish that they had done it better than this. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that in the future they possibly do. So, yeah. who knows? I, I, yeah, I mean, obviously that character's coming back. So hopefully, sure. I, I hope that it's in a better way. It'll be hard yeah. to be in a worse way. It was just a really bad. They just they were cramming too much into one episode, and nothing ended up hitting because it was like everything that was going on. So we had this convoluted, horrible plan from Brainiac Eight. We had this unnecessary thing with with uh, the Silver Banshee and Win, where Win is. Uh, so here's the question for you. Yeah. Is Wynn still the worst character on this show? <laughs> no, I don't think I like first off, I think Alex is the worst character on this show. I think really? the sister Alex is the worst character on this show by far. That end scene where she broke down and told Kara like that she was the one who killed well, we might disagree here. I thought that was awful. Oh, was, I loved it. Really? Oh, God. I, I don't like it because of her. I like it because of Kara. <laughs> yeah, like, it was just, let that breathe a little bit. Don't say, like, it, it, it was basically, she killed her, like, two episodes ago, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, that, let that, that's breathe. true. Let it breathe a little bit. But, I mean, yeah. it was clear, like, through the entire episode, the guilt was killing her. I'm like, they're going to reveal it at the end of this episode. I guarantee it. Yeah. Just these, um, like... and, and they did it fairly well, I think. I mean, we can you can disagree on this, and I'd love to hear your rebuttal, but... Uh, yeah. I, I, I like her basically doing it to kind of bridge the gap between her and Hen, uh, Ken, uh, Kara and Henshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that basically there was no thought put into it, really. There's just Kara's like, yeah, okay, I forgive you. You're my sister. Like, I'm not going to let this stew now between us for four episodes. Yeah. So they, they kind of hugged it out. And even when Henshaw's like, oh, man, I'm going to let them have their moment. And he started walking out. She kind of forgave him too and they had like the handling i thought that was a that was a cute scene i liked it a lot yeah and like it felt very supergirl to me it's i mean i suppose i just it felt weak sauce to me the way they did it i i don't i don't i agree with you that maybe they shouldn't have done it quite yet but i mean as soon as the episode started with like oh i can't work with henshaw anymore after what he did etc and you could just see alex like (laughs) sweating yeah i'm not i'm not into it like i'm not uh uh, like I'm not willing to come down like the you know hammer Thor on on the show because that was because of that scene. But oh, I just like like that was like the fifth worst thing in this episode. I think. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're counting that. Honestly, it was it was a bad episode, and and uh, I'm I'm glad that I'm hopefully you know knock on wood that that this awful angle of the love triangle between Jimmy and Kara and Lucy is over. 
Because well, like, it's like a little fucking pentagram at this point, dude. Terrible. Because Wynn's still in the mix, and then Siobhan is in there. Ah, oh, it's terrible. It's all terrible. Like just, like oh. just punch something, Supergirl. <laughs> like, let's, how about we have the show be about Supergirl? Is that asking too much? We gotta have this bloated stuff with Lucy Lane and Cat Kara. And although I loves me some, uh, well, yeah, and this is what I'm saying. Show. Like, we can rearrange a few roles yeah. because I don't think they're getting rid of Alex. Nah, I think yeah. that she's going to end up being the director of the DEO and possibly run it better. Mm. Um, I think that we're going to see more of Hank as the Martian Manhunter, which is great. We Everyone likes that. Um, I think that we might pare down. Uh, obviously, Siobhan's not going to be a recurring character forever. Uh, Lucy's not going to be forever. Probably not win so much anymore, and he might end up joining the DEO. Mm. Um. Nah, I don't know. I, I don't suspect that they'll be working for each other after this Fort Ross storyline is concluded, which means that we would likely see those characters like recurring, but not in every single goddamn episode. Crisis, so, so. so then you would have like, oh, you know, it's Kara. She's got her adventure. She's got her thing. Maybe she's using the Fortress of Solitude as a base of operations now. Jimmy Olsen's still in the mix. Um, but, you know... There is also the DEO who she consults with every once in a while or works with every once in a while. And it's like once every three or four episodes and it's got Alex and Wynn, you know? Yeah. Um, That's how I would change it for season two, given what I know so far. But then I don't have access to all the demographics. Maybe this show is really popular among teen girls and they love Wynn. Who knows? Yeah, could be. Uh, I'm excited to see what Italia Ricci ends up looking like when she becomes the... Uh... Oh, yeah. Silver Banshee. Hopefully, they they. I mean, they they're not shy about putting people in the costumes on this show. So. Oh sure, and and I'm not really familiar with the Silver Banshee, but I think she was in the first Superman Batman trade. Yeah. The most wanted, I think it was. Yes, and she was in uh, Unlimited a couple of times, in, in a couple of the. Uh, you know, like. The, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Just, no, you, not even Unlimited. It was the Justice League. Just the. <laughs> yeah, well, she was in both because, like, you know, she was in the, the yeah. big group and just doom or whatever yeah uh so i think that puts a capper on supergirl uh, a little disappointed in that last episode yeah but um like i said i've got high hopes for the rest of the season and beyond mm. uh i'm actually getting to well, i have a question for you actually <clears throat> throw it up there. before we get off supergirl because i don't think we discussed this the last time uh when um astra died but my question to you is is astra dead I think so. I mean, they put her in that pod and shot her off into space. Yeah, but they took the kryptonite blade out of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm just curious. I mean, she's she's basically has now unim, unimposed I, access to yellow sunlight. I'm yeah, just wondering. <laughs> I hope not. But if they did, I wouldn't be surprised. But let's, I hope not. Is that, that... Well, and they could go either way at this point. I'm yeah. just like, because they killed her. And I'm like, would that work? <laughs> And it's weird to say, but Non so far has had the best line in in this entire Supergirl series. Non is great. When he went, uh, he had the one line where he goes, he goes, I will wait the morning period of, you know, to, oh, yeah. to get rid of her, to like, to grieve, properly grieve my wife. Then, Kara Zor-El, you will be in the next pod or something like that. Something just, like that yeah. It's like the next coffin will be you. will be the next one we mourn or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was a great line, whatever. Oh, was. no, that was a, I would like that scene a lot. Yeah. Because they kind of put their differences aside for like 45 minutes to have this funeral. Yeah. 
It was, it was good. Well, I, I classic, thought, yeah, nice. classic code of honor between the bad guys and the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Arrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> much, much like Supergirl, one really good episode, one kind of. Well, not bad, just kind of, eh. It left me going, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, the demolition team, speaking of, we mentioned earlier, the fact that the DC was was really going to the bottom of the Oh, yeah. No, I thought that was a, uh, now, I might be thinking of the, um, I might be thinking of the Wrecking Crew. Yeah, that's <laughs> the demolition. like a Marvel villain team? <laughs> yeah, I think you're thinking of the Wrecking Crew. Or the, there's also the Transformers, the, uh. Oh, the five guys who who oh, Jesus. the constructobots or something they were yeah called. I know you were talking about but I also don't remember what they're called they formed Devastator oh I'm gonna have to look this up oh man what were they called the constructicons yeah and they were they were all the uh, the guys who were like the bulldozer and the uh, but like I couldn't believe that they put the I was watching that and. The woman was like shooting the nail gun at the arrow, and then one guy came at him with a sledgehammer. And I was like, "Is this the fucking demolition team?" <laughs> and then they said it, and it was. And I was like, "Thankfully, they didn't like, because like the demolition team is a Green Arrow or not Green Arrow, Green Lantern, <laughs> you know, guys from like way back in the eighties. Yeah, and they were totally born of like that eighties like GI Joe. Like they should have been. Oh G.I. yeah, no, absolutely. Guys, right? like, they're basically village people. <laughs> yeah, they should have been GI Joe bad guys or something. They just they should not have been a Green Lantern bad guy. But it was like. They all had terrible names like Hard Hat and Jackhammer and Steamroller, you know. Well, I have to imagine that the Wrecking Crew probably came first. And even then, they were like, Wrecking Ball. Yeah, it was bad. But yeah, but I mean, when the chick was like shooting her like super nail gun or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool, even though it's like, you know, you can get a gun, right? <laughs> it can't be that accurate. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And then they had like the the hilarious thing where uh, they were just shooting their arrow, their magic bomb diffusing arrows at the at the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Classic comic book nonsense, right? They were oh yeah, yeah. Our I mean, magic bomb diffusing arrows into him. <laughs> yeah, you name it, he's got an arrow for it. Yeah, it's so good. Oh man. So we get off of that one. And then all of a sudden... Was that the one we're saying is the weird one? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Although the, the other one had Vixen. I was saying, because oh, there was one some really Vixen, weird stuff in the next one. Too. Yeah, there's some problems in, in the Vixen one, too, right? Like, Damien Dark just gets dragged off to jail, and they're like, well, day is safe. <laughs> and <laughs> dusts off hands. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Oh, man. But Why, yeah. we really nailed it. <laughs> yeah, fucking Vixen, though. Live action. Oh, no, yeah, no. And I, I forgot that she was going to show. So yeah. I was like, ooh, yeah. Mari McCabe. Although I felt like they could have... I didn't like that they did the... They, they're not doing these reveals a lot better than they should be. Like, like, because Oliver's like, I know someone who can help. Yeah. And then they go, who? And what's supposed to happen is he's not supposed to answer. And then it's supposed to cut. And then you get the scene where Vixen go, where Vixen like beats up thugs in an alley. Right? Exactly. And then Oliver shows up. And on. then Oliver shows up. They, you, you're not supposed to like, like these guys need wrestling, like tips from like people who write for wrestling. Right. Like you never, you never say that a, a guy's going to come out. Right. You let the theme music do the talking and wrestling. And good old JR is like, what is going on? Yeah, and he's like, oh my god, that son of a bitch's hair! Oh, what are you doing here? And stuff like that, right? Like, 
Oh no! Like, like no oh one... my god, that's what? Vixen's music! Right? Like it wasn't completely planned. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> slowly lowers in from the ceiling. Yeah, you just, you love that. It's Vixen's music! Such a bitch! Butt rock music. Yeah. Smashes a beer can against her forehead. <laughs> so that's but like they, wrestling's the best. Can we just say that wrestling's the best? Wrestling is absolutely the best. I have a little theory. There's a bunch of stuff. Um, I was watching it last night actually for the first time in forever, and there's a bunch of hilarious stuff happening at WrestleMania, which is next month. I think we might have to come out of wrestling retirement and all watch WrestleMania and then watch a pod for it. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll run a poll. Yeah, we'll run up just a funsies one because there were something happened where I was like, oh my god, it's like I never stopped watching, right? Like I know these people. <laughs> oh wow, really? I, yeah, it was. Right, we, uh, have to, we have to talk about this. Later. Yeah, we'll, 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 I don't want to give it away or anything like that, but we'll, we'll, we'll maybe we'll put a Twitter poll up or something to see if anybody wants to watch us do like a WrestleMania. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did. They didn't do it right. Where like they shouldn't. They should. They should have said, I know somebody, and then they all go, who? <laughs> what they did was they go knowing smile yeah and then knowing <laughs> smile. smash cut to <laughs> exactly smash cut to vixen doing her thing they were like he's like i know someone who can help me and then they're like who and he goes marie mckay she's this girl from detroit <laughs> he just provides all this exposition right maybe you heard of her for people who technically never did their summer homework or, you know homework with the uh the vixen cw animated series yeah yeah, yeah. well i mean and and that's probably 95 percent of people yeah maybe because i mean the guy i watched uh my, my sous chef who watches all these shows with me he never uh well yeah and that's just it like you know it's not just me and you watching these yeah, shows they, they reach a wider audience <laughs> right fucking dave didn't see him right like dave well, exactly yeah and dave all the time Theoretically, like one Vixen. of us. Yeah, exactly. Theoretically, one of us. He was like, Vixen, cool. I had no idea she was going to be there. And I was like, oh, Dave, you didn't do your own buddy. <laughs> oh, sweet Dave. Oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. I just, I, I thought Megan, um, impossible for me to pronounce la- African last name, was fantastic in this episode. And I hope we get more of her. I'll just say Oh, yeah. That. No, great. Yeah. And uh, uh, good effects on the uh, magic as well. Yeah, I thought that looked. I thought that was gonna look really cheesy, and it actually was uh, not bad at all. I, I, in... I liked it. Uh, I had a few nitpicks with the episode, certainly. Just a few. Yeah, go ahead. You go ahead. You can start her off because I got a couple myself. All right. So a uh, number of people that now know Oliver's real identity. Yeah, I imagine is in the twenties. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Although it's also incredibly realistic at the same time. Oh, sure. Because in real life, <laughs> which like, all right. But that said, and here comes the second part of the nitpick. Go ahead. How the fuck has Damien Dark not figured it out? It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Is he playing dumb? Because I always feel like he's playing dumb. I think I I I'm pretending, and this is this is me. I'm pretending that, um. Dark is so far ahead of the game that he can't see the forest for the trees, right? Like he's just he's he, he that, that's kind of apologist, but like okay. it, it is totally totally <laughs> apologist. But I'm just like it's it's also just like you look at it and you're like, yeah, he should know. I'm just but whatever, fuck it, let's just go with it. Who cares? Like I don't want to. Yeah. I think when you start taking stuff like that apart, you, like it's one thing to be like, boy, this plan because by the Indigo whole episode was, was like, <laughs> oh, you know. Oliver Queen, you know, you didn't follow my rules, and I took your son, and and uh, you know, oh, I've got some special friends who are gonna stop you from taking my like what? Yeah, 
<laughs> and it's like, oh, your friends ruined my plan. And also, he's like stood in front of like he he stood nose to nose with both of those people, right? In the in the you know like when he was fighting Merlin and <laughs> those guys, yeah. it, was, it was like, okay, we've never technically been up close to both Oliver Queen and the Green Arrow, right? But mm. yeah, he is getting worse and worse at keeping his secret identity, right? <laughs> That's true. Sure. Um, what else? Uh, I. Vixen did some cool stuff, but her stealing the idol basically came down to, hey, why didn't we ask Barry to help with that? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it turns out all we needed was someone to be fast. Although she, Barry wouldn't have been able to destroy it. No, uh, well, no, uh, theoretically. I was going to say, you, you say they that. vibrate it and shattered it or something, right? And Barry is constantly either throwing lightning bolts at or punching things at mock speed. So that's true. You, you yeah. be the judge. That's true. <laughs> Those were kind of his go-to moves. And he does the, the, he does the super Mach one punch and isn't able to do it. He's just like, oh, I broke my arm. Oh, good God. It's like, uh, it was just. So it was that. Um, yeah, that was kind of weird. Although I was just like. The, the super weird ending scene with... where Felicity, at the, yeah. at the very opening scene, Felicity has the, the chip implanted, I guess, and she's starting on rehab mm-hmm. uh, and can't move an inch. Yeah. And then at the end, she's just like, oh, my foot twitched a bit, and now I'm standing, and now I'm strolling out the door. <laughs> it's yeah. like, and no one says anything, and the show ends, and you're like, yeah, and she the gave, fuck? Yeah, she gave him the ring, and she's like, I'm broken, breaking up with you. Because even Oh, God, I'm so bad. Even though that woman, that other woman looked her in the eye and said, just know that I told Oliver if he told you. I, he'd never see his son again. <laughs> right? Like, I'm looking you in the eye. Felicity Smoke, and I am telling you this, that those were my terms. And then she still walked out on him anyway. I don't know. To me, that, I mean, I guess, I, I realize you've got to have trust in a relationship, but at a certain point, come on now. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, well, that woman looked her in the eyes and said, I told him he wouldn't be able to see his son. So by walking out on him, I think by, by putting the ring down and walking out on him, Felicity Smoke basically said, I'm I'm telling you that you, I need to be a bigger priority to you than your own flesh and blood. Which makes me a little sick to my stomach, quite frankly. Because that's not the type of person we've that's led to believe. Reading a bit too much into it. I'm oh, just saying. I, that's not the type of person we've led to believe she has been for four seasons. That's... For, for three and a half seasons, I would say. Yeah. As it was, it was, it was, it was a stretch. Well, I, I by no means expect that she's gone for the long haul. <laughs> no. But and, and we know that she's in the limo with him, saying you got to kill that son of a bitch. So sure, but some sort of. But and and here's here's where I'm gonna say like I have my nitpicks with the episode, but uh, and here's where I think this season might become my favorite of Arrow so far, is because this like six months later funeral scene keeps me fucking guessing. Yeah. Because they're constantly changing things, and you're like, oh well, this means that this can't happen because of this. We're like, oh, we showed Felicity. And she's joining Oliver, so that means that they're together and everything. But she's sitting down, so, oh, that makes sense, because she was paralyzed, like, mm-hmm. two episodes after we saw that scene. But now she's walking again, so maybe that was just a red herring. And now it's like, maybe they had nothing to do with each other until that scene. Yeah. Like maybe we don't see her again until then. Until the funeral for whoever. Apparently some set photos leaked of... Uh... Of whoever's in the oh no I don't want to know that gr- oh I don't I haven't looked I've been avoiding it like the plague because I no don't it's too good that's what I mean like, yeah but but I, apparently some if if you for kind of a ha- like want to know apparently it's out there on the internet like some set photos of who 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 
was in the grave, like whoever's name is on that tombstone have, have made it onto the internet. So if you want to know ahead of time, it's there for you. I don't condone that sort of behavior, but. And, and don't get me wrong because I like Arrow a lot, but it's kind of common denominator hacky writing a lot of the time. And, you know, we kind of take that with a grain of salt because it's based on a comic and you're not going to have like, you know, Ernest Hemingway writing any comics anytime soon. Um, like they're not going to be perfect. It's it's going to be kind of pulpy stuff, right? Uh, but this foreshadowing is fantastic. It's really keeping me out mm-hmm. the edge of my seat. Who do you think's in the grave still? I still think it's it's uh, Paul Blackthorne. Yeah, me too. Uh, but there there's a lot of options for who could possibly get a estranged Felicity mm-hmm. and uh, Oliver on the same team again. Yeah, and willing to kill, like. It's interesting because up until a couple episodes ago, I say, yeah, you know what? Maybe it's the uh, mother. Maybe it's the son. But I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. No, definitely. Because she, she certainly wouldn't feel as strongly about it, even though, you know, obviously he would. Um, especially if we, you know, because they're like, oh, you have to kill him. You have to kill him because we even had this conversation last time we recorded this podcast. Is that even Damien Dark? Because it could be Malcolm Merlin. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I kind of love Carly for coming up with this theory <laughs> that that might be in like uh, the long con. They might be on the long con. Yeah, that yeah. My my wife has the uh, theory that Malcolm Merlin and uh, uh, Oliver are on the long con on Damian Dark. Although Damian Dark being in jail at the end of <laughs> the last episode kind of diminishes that a little bit. Yeah, but... that what a weird beat that was too, right? Where they were just like. We broke your totem, and it was like, I figured once Dark, you know, like, Dark had no contingency plan for if someone broke his totem. He was just like, oh, great, my powers are gone. Well, I guess I'll try to beat up the arrow and then lose, and nope. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, the all. arrow and the black canary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was, it was weird. I was just like, you didn't have any kind of backup? Like, not even, I'm just, I'll pull a gun out of my back pocket, nothing? Like... Oh, what a weird beat that was. That was it was so strange. strange. But, uh, you know, he's got some sort of ace up his sleeve, I'm sure. Yeah. And some... He's not going to remain in that prison cell. <laughs> no, definitely not. And we didn't even get, like, I wasn't even expecting him to be in the prison cell at the end of the episode. No, neither was I. <laughs> and he was. And it was just, we didn't even see him in prison. Like, we didn't see him slam the doors. And well, and here's where I may need to go back and rewatch, like, a few previous episodes. Because, like, isn't he wanted for other stuff at this point? Like, didn't he basically out himself as the terrorist that attacked at a Christmas party? To them, maybe. I don't know. I don't think he did to, like, the city of... Because there were people at that party. <laughs> That's true. And he just kind of walked in and threatened everybody and then walked That's out. It. And we were kind of thinking, That's well, he's Damien Dark. He's gone into hiding ever since then. But now they have him in prison. They're like, oh, we can't hold him. We can't pit him to this kidnapping. Yeah. A, really? <laughs> B, you can pin him with a bunch of other stuff. That's true. Well, let's hopefully it does. Let's hope it does. Like he definitely out. paralyzed my fiance. <laughs> I really want the flashbacks to end. I'm, I'm getting... I, just, I, I need them to speed it up with the flashbacks on, on, on the show. Well, and I've got good news for you. They can only last for possibly one more season after this one. That's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk five a little... Years. Five years. and a hellish island. Let's talk a little Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, only one episode since we took off, and it was a pretty good one, even two. though... We've had two. No, it's just the one, right? No, we had two. We had the breakout episode, the second right. part of the Gulag. Right, right. yep. And then the uh, Star City episode. Star City episode, which uh, has its 
ups and downs, but overall, I think the Easter eggs in Star City 2046 are so good <laughs> that you are willing to ignore that they kind of pissed on the premises from the first episode in that one. Almost. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, well, let's talk about the Gulag episode. Well, the Gulag one was, it was just your standard. It had the awesome line of, this isn't the first time I broke out of a prison from, uh, yeah, that had all the prison break references. It's like, oh, it's like a prison within a prison. I'm like, fucking prison break. <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that apparently, uh, the, I, I didn't really watch Prison Break, but apparently there was a really cool, uh, bit where somebody noticed that. There, there was a, a nod to the Prison Break series where Dominic Purcell is like leaning up against the, uh, he, he's like he's like leaning up against the chair. Oh, like a you know? similar camera angle slash stance like that. Yeah, of, well, there's a scene. Not even a line. <laughs> yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently, it, there's a scene in when he's in jail with Ray Palmer where he leans up against a chain link fence with his face and he's kind of holding it with one of his hands and it mirrors a shot for the yeah, yeah. a shot from Prison Break apparently. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, like, if you wanted to watch, if you were a fan of Prison Break, then this episode was probably your uh, crack. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it was a it was a decent one, and I uh, liked Stein in it. I like that they redid the uh, bit from season one Flash where they just like carved words into uh, Jefferson's arm. Yeah, to send him a message. I, yeah, that was very good. That was very good. And I like seeing uh, uh, was it Vostok her name? Valentina Vostok. Yeah, as she the uh, some female firestorm. I was watching that and I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> like, that doesn't work. You didn't go through that." But whatever, I was willing to buy it. Oh, First, yeah. she didn't have the splicer. Yeah, and then and she, she blowed up. up. Yeah, and she blowed up at the end. Uh, <laughs> I did like that, Jefferson. They were like, <laughs> they were tickling my 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 sports uh, the sports side of me there when they had that thing where they were like, uh, you know, given that Jefferson tore his, his anterior collateral ligament, perhaps he should not make this run. And he's like, no, I can make this run. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just like okay, apparently. Like he, and he was running, whoa, 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 buddy. He was running a 40. He was doing a 40. He was basically at the combine in a brought for prison, right? <laughs> like just doing a 40-yard dash. <laughs> that was essentially what he was. He's like, this is his combine time. It was so good. I was like, this is kind of funny. <laughs> and then he gets there and he's like, Barry Allen who? And he's just out of breath. <laughs> like... That's funny as hell. Yeah. Um, there was the scene where they basically beat up the Bratva to get them into the prison. Yeah. Which was interesting. I really hate that white canary suit. I That, that needs to be... They need to yeah, and, and you saw this episode before I did, and you're like, man, I hate that white canary suit. Like, you messaged me, and I'm like, we've seen it for, like, six minutes. Like, I'm sure you can <laughs> forgive no, it. it looks like, we'd only seen it in the first episode prior to this, right? It's not even white. It's gray. It irritates well, yeah, shit yeah. out of it's, me. It's, well, it's, it's the classic CW thing of we need to take their costumes and make them darker and grittier and cool looking. But it's like, now how do we take a white costume and make it darker? I guess. <laughs> basically make it a white costume and then rub some dirt on it. Yeah, I don't know. I it didn't... never looks clean. And because Katie Lotz is like very white, <laughs> it yeah. definitely stands out on her. Like, huh, that kind of looks dirty all the time. Yeah, it's it's not good. It's it's. I do like that they're not sexualizing her on that show, really. Yes. Because basically every time she's not in that costume, she's kind of frumpy looking. Mm-hmm. Well, she's an assassin, right? She wouldn't be like walking around and... Well, like, that's a classic she... comic yeah. thing to do, though. Oh, I'm an that's assassin, true. and that means I don't wear pants ever. That's a good point, yeah. 
like like on the flip side the valentina broad who's just like i'm a super sexy russian scientist and i always have like this oh yeah yeah and like it was uh, and she looked good but like in the photograph like in her dossier that they showed before you actually met her mm. <laughs> like she had like really beast on lips and was yeah. definitely given like a duck face i'm like huh <laughs> she's doing the selfie look basically yeah. <laughs> like four uh, years before it was popular uh, it's uh, but good episode uh, good Stein episode got to see him being reasonable for a change and not a firecracker not that I'd mind him being a firecracker um, and uh, got to see Ray Palmer being effective for the first time yeah that's true that was, that was a good moment um, plus we got some humanizing qualities in these last couple episodes from uh, Mick Rory which I'm enjoying a lot actually in the, they're, they're, uh, this show is making him a character which I like a lot and I find surprising yeah, they're they're they they were putting sprinkles in in the last two episodes. Like, uh, oh, absolutely, Sarah, and whether or not she would take the, the she had a chance to sniper. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Martin Stein, and and she she chose not to, and they talked her out of it and stuff, and she was like, I was gonna do it, and, and stuff well, no, like that. She didn't want to do it. No. But but even She's a soldier. Uh, but, uh, Rip wanted her to do it, and mm-hmm. even he kind of talked himself out of it. Real good. Um, and then the next episode, they basically crash land in 2046. Yep, and end up we end up meeting Connor Hawk, who they put the nice little twist Hawk. in there of the fact that he, in this version, he's it's John, yeah, he's Dig's son. When I heard that, I was like, oh! <laughs> right. Dig's yet-to-be-conceived son. No, oh, I thought that was really good. Now, let's talk about the good in this episode. The good, yep. Connor Hawk. There's a lot Excellent. of good in this episode. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good. There's actually really only one bad, but unfortunately the one bad is a pretty glaring, like, in big Dirk Diggler lights back, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like explosive. Name so sharp that it breaks the sun. Yeah, like, like the bad is so is so glaring in this episode that you're like, oh, no. <laughs> like, now we're, we're in, like, this, the old bad parts of time travel are rearing its ugly head. But let's do the good first. First off, Connor Hawk. Yeah. And John Diggle Jr. Connor Hawk, one-armed Oliver Queen. Oh, and if you've ever read the the Bible of comic books, The Dark Knight Returns, you know, you know, and you should. If you haven't read The Dark Knight Returns, shame on you. Go and do that right now. But I didn't like that they said, and for and I, well, I guess the third good thing is Grant Wilson, Slade Wilson's son, the fucking Ravager. <laughs> was yeah, you guy? called that too. Yeah, I was like, "What if it was the Ravager?" It's so awesome. And that I was, was like, "I have no idea who that is." That was just me. Too. Well, because the, the Ravager is the like original enemy of the Teen Titans, right? Like he, because it makes sense that Slade's young son, who's a assassin, would he took a contract from Hive to kill. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second, because I never watched a ton of Teen Titans, but I definitely know Slade featured heavily was that not slade <laughs> no no that was definitely slade but what happens is in the comics like the, the new team oh, titans, okay, like they're okay. really good like run in the 80s um which led up to the judas contract which was their best stuff uh what happens is hive like grant wilson is called the ravager and he's slade's son and he's also a assassin and uh, hive gives him a contract to kill the teen titans and he goes off to kill the Teen Titans, and they have tons of really great battles in, in some fantastic comic books. But eventually, he ends up dying. I, f- I forget exactly how, but he ends up dying against the Titans. And Slade, because he's his son, picks up the con, like buys the contract to kill the Justice League. And then that led to the greatest run that they ever had, which was the Judas contract, where mm-hmm. Slade turned Terra 
against the Titans. And, oh, right, right, right. And teamed up with, which they sort of did uh, a little bit of the Judas contract in season three, two, three, two, I think, of uh, the Teen Titans animated series. That's a show I need to finally take the time and watch. It's 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 good. It, I mean, there's a lot of... I, I really enjoyed it when I watched it, but yeah. I was, like, catching, like, the occasional episode on YTV, like, mm. in high school. Like, it wasn't something that I was following, right? Mm-hmm. That was, uh, yeah, but like just, it, it was really good. And the fact that he was the Ravager, because I mean, it doesn't make sense that like 50 year old Slade Wilson in the comics would bother with the Teen Titans, right? But the reason he does is because they killed his son. Oh, sure. He blames him for killing his son. And then he honors the memory of his son by finishing out his son's last con. Last... It's a classic Slade move. Yeah. By, by... Blame someone for killing someone else. Exactly. Very, very good. And, uh, yes, but it was, yeah, Grant Wilson came back, although he's calling himself Deathstroke in this, which I was like, I wish they just threw the, the Ravager in there. But oh, were they? I, I don't think he actually referred to himself as that. Like, I think someone else did. Oh, so, well, yeah, they were all calling him Deathstroke, so theoretically oh, okay. he could be all like, right, all right, Ravager right or whatever. But I was just like, the Ravager! Good Lord! They did call him Grant Wilson, though, which is yep. fantastic. One-Armed Ollie Queen was fantastic. Just Can I, a few things about that scene where yeah. they first go back into the arrow cave after all these years yes um because the first thing that they show is like uh they're like kind of going around this dusty basement everything's covered in like tarps and stuff like that they show like the uh the mechanical arm like the bionic arm sitting there and i thought that was going to be like a tease like does Merlin get his hand back by the end of this well, season? Yeah, I, I, I paused it there, and I was like, was that a bionical arm? And I was like, who the hell had it? And then I was like, oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> that, that was my thought, too. Yeah, and then I, I realized, I was like, oh, my God, is he going to be missing his arm? And then he was standing, and then, sure enough, Steve Amell was standing there missing his left arm, and I was just like, oh, my God. He had the same haircut, but yeah. he had the Oliver Queen beard. Yeah, he saw, yeah they sort of... Oliver queened up his goatee. Now it wasn't the full on, you know, Van Dyke Ollie Queen. Yeah, yeah. Was slim. <laughs> fucking, yeah, it wasn't like the, the Robin Hood Van Dyke goatee, but it was fucking close enough. I loved it. I thought it was yeah. fantastic. The one thing that I wish they would have done in this episode, because it was kind of Oliver feeling sorry for himself for two thirds of it. Yeah. Uh, I wish that he had said that he failed this city. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh my lord. What a missed opportunity. Right? Oh, good lord. So like, why don't you the Green Arrow anymore? I failed this city. <laughs> oh, man. What a missed opportunity. I'm sure, like, somebody is from the Berlanti version. I'm sure it's on a whiteboard somewhere. <laughs> or or so that three times. And then that or they're just sitting there going, damn it, how did we miss that one? <laughs> right? Like, oh, God. That's did, great. Did, did you thought? Did you think of that? <laughs> no, I completely missed that. That's a good poll. I was waiting for. I completely missed that. That's great. I was, I'm, I'm like literally hanging on every one of Oliver's words, waiting for it, and they never said it. I'm like, God damn it! What an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. That was a missed opportunity. I'll tell you what I wish. I wish they didn't say that uh, Grant Wilson cut his arm off, because like Grant Wilson said, it was right here that I took Ollie Queen's arm or something yeah. like. I was just like, no, why did you say that? Yeah, oh, yeah, no. I wanted to think it was don't collapse that way for him because exactly. it could happen at any point now, right? Yeah, and I was just like, man, I could I could go on pretending that Superman did that to him just like in Dark Knight Returns, right? Oh, see, I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking, like, let it hang because yeah. for all we know, it happened, like, 29 years ago in season five of Arrow. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> That would have been, yeah. Like, they, right, I, like, like, not even that early necessarily, but like, let's say like season six of Arrow when like the Justice League TV series or the movie series is starting to kick off. 
Well, I just wanted to think that I, I wanted to believe that they went 30 years in the future and the events of Dark Knight Returns could have... Oh, came to pass. pass. Yeah, could have like actually... Old Man Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, Old Man Bruce Wayne and, and Ollie Queen does the thing where he goes, I knew it was going to come down to you and the big blue schoolboy. Just make sure... <laughs> Just make sure I get a little peace, right? And then, like, taps his arm and goes, like, or where his arm used to be and goes, it still hurts, you know, and stuff like that. And just, oh, God, I just want some lib. Yeah, I, I just, I wanted it to, but, like, oh, the fact that it was Connor Hawk, and he's like, I go back Connor Hawk now, and I'm like, fuck yeah, you do. Well, and it, was, <laughs> it was good kind of flash forward Star City stuff. I like the, um, I was, I was thinking that we would get a Felicity cameo. Yes. Uh, um, but I like that we got. Uh, I like that Mick Rory within the space of like three minutes basically takes over a biker gang. Yeah, the, some Mad Max style biker gang. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's like, I'm home. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. The stuff with them was was really good in that where he's like, I could stay here. Why the hell not? We'd rule this city, and, and he's just like, No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and 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 it's. I wouldn't have thought it possible. And, I mean, this is definitely the series that it had to happen in. And we saw glimpses of it in Flash, but we kind of get a more sympathetic snart happening. Yeah, he's he's Citizen Cold. He's not Captain Cold, right? Yeah. And um, we're getting that happening. And even, like, the irredeemable Mick Rory, we're seeing a bit more of his character now, too. Um, I really suspect, and and this is, I'm going on the record, I suspect that Mick Roy will die in the season finale of this show. Yeah, he'll be the guy who sacrifices himself. For the he'll movie. be the guy to make the big, yeah, sacrificial. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good, that's probably That's my call. And, yeah. and, 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 and I like now the way that they've ended things, which is to say that they, you know, Snart's true motivations are actually to save the world, and he was kind of leading Mick on, and he... There's a rift forming between them now, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I don't know about some weird love triangle stuff that might be happening on that show. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of convoluted. Where it was just like that was just a time filler, right? Oh well, yeah, and I, I know that it was in an play, and I know that it was all a line. But when mm-hmm. Martin Stein was like, "Oh, you know, we're on a mission. We can't have people falling in love and stuff like that," and I'm like, "I'm like, I know you're lying to him, <laughs> Martin, but." preach it yes <laughs> that's exactly right sir yeah oh, like you know oh i think she's cute but you know she's also with this other guy and also she's destined to be with this guy for four thousand years yeah <laughs> like, oh like, yeah uh some <laughs> weird forgetting about that yeah it's, it's just weird and she keeps banging on that drum of you know i used to be a barista right and I'm like we get it you were a barista stop fucking saying it well sure and they have a lot of license to be like oh yeah i absolutely know mechanical engineering because also i was like a an engineer back in world war ii yeah that's kind <laughs> like, of oh okay sure so i'm like whatever we'll buy it it's comic book and, uh, like you know, no, it's, fine. Sense, but... it's not really a huge plot point yeah it's fine i'm like, willing to believe that over jefferson jackson is a like mechanic who can also repair a time traveling space yeah it's like i know how to repair a car <laughs> and engine's an engine yeah, like yeah. no it's not <laughs> yeah that like directly translates into i'm like maybe you're 
knowledge is slightly better than that of a person who doesn't know, but no, you would not know how to prepare. You know what? If it would have been from just him and Kendra, like, I used to be a mechanic, and him being like, I was a mechanic, but also in the 21st century. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm sort of glad they put Ray Palmer on that team. Yeah, that was like... <laughs> Someone who might actually know something about the theory <laughs> behind time travel. <laughs> so bad. Um, so the big... Dirk Diggler style bad thing that they did. And this happens, this rears its ugly head every time you do time travel type stuff. Every time you do too much of it. (laughs) Yes. Every time, which unfortunately is this show because it's a show that where time travel is the main. You know what though? It would have been in plot point. Listen, you go, you go ahead and you tell me what your point is because I've got a different pit knit to pick. I think. Well, no, my thing is just, they did the thing where he he picks him up and he says, "Your deaths don't matter." Yes, okay. That's Your right. lives don't matter. <laughs> and then all yeah, of the, the future, you are legends. Oh wait, no, you're not. Your yeah. lives, you're you're unaffected. Your lives do mm-hmm. not affect the timeline, which is fine. But then Oliver Queen goes, he he looks him right looks him right in the eye and says, "We lost because you weren't here because you and Ray went off to do your like." He's like, I wasn't able to save the city, and I could have if I had you and Ray here to help me. And it was just like, what? So, like, their deaths were? And they did matter? I was just like, eh. And see, and I didn't think of this at the time, because my first implication was to think, wow, they completely violated their premise. Yeah. But, and here's the darker implication, maybe they didn't. No, they, they, I mean, they didn't, but it's Because the whole point is, if you're time-traveling... You save the future. You drop them right back right after they left. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly like Ray Palmer said in one episode. He's like, I'm sure Ripple dropped me back right after I left, and it won't. you won't even notice. Mm-hmm. But I'm just letting you know, Ollie, that here's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so what that implies is that if you weren't here to save them, it's like, well, maybe they don't return from this mission. <laughs> That's true. Because they could definitely do that. Because that... It, because Rip, the entire episode, was like, well, we don't have to do anything here. Let's just leave. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he's just like, he's just like, we can do it. He's like, he's like can, hey, it's yeah. the future. Nothing we do will affect yeah. it anyway because it's not real time. Yeah, it's like me editing a podcast, right? It's like, see, none of this has to happen. It's it's weird, too, because Rip's from a different period of time. So it's like, is this part of his history? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or isn't it? Because I don't think it is at this point. They've affected the timeline so much already. Where it's yeah. like, oh, we've doomed 2016. Oh, no, we haven't. Well, we've doomed 2016 again. Uh, it's all right now. <laughs> it's like, well, okay. So if you were to quit now and just everyone go their separate ways, what would have already changed? Right? Yeah, because apparently Star City is fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically Mad Max, Fury Road at this point. Like, Mad Max, Star City. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting to see, because I imagine that after, like, a 16-episode season, or however many episodes this is going to be, that they'll be yeah. able to wrap a nice little bow on it. Mm-hmm. Because I... Well, actually, I don't think they're going to get... Savage I give comic writers season. the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they're going to get Savage in the first season. I, th- I think it's going to be a, a, a short first season, and then at the end they'll be like, let's go! <laughs> right? See, the, here's like, the thing, is I almost... L- and 
I might come around on this because, like I've said, like there are characters like Snart and Rory who I think are hitting their groove in this episode in this season. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see Martin Stein back on the Flash, and he can't do that if he's in like you know 1970 at the time. <laughs> it's true. So, yeah, this is the kind of show that I didn't expect. Like I, I, I figured it was a miniseries. Like they would do one mm-hmm. season, and that would be kind of it, just as an experiment. Maybe that'd be but, a cool premise. If they like could. this isn't the sort of show that I see lasting for five seasons. You know what I mean? This, that'd be a cool premise if they did Legends of Tomorrow for one season and then next year it was like, okay, we're doing a Vixen miniseries. Yeah. Something like I, that. Yeah, that'd be all right. It's not a bad idea. I'll and be. I know that the CW is down for that sort of stuff given the success of Arrow and especially The Flash. Like to the point where the CW president has actually gone on record saying that he regrets not picking up Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's Do you think he regrets not picking up Gotham? <laughs> That's what we call a segue, my friend. <laughs> like, oh, do you, are we talking about Gotham now? Because yeah, I got nothing to we'll, say. We'll just do a brief one. The uh, it, it episode, first episode. Of I refuse to watch this show. <laughs> the first half of the second, or the second half of the second season debuted yesterday. And Victor Freeze was the... Uh, the main uh, plot point for this one. He's going around. Trying. So we met Nora Freeze. We met Vic Freeze. This was the plot point that I said that would possibly get me into the show. Yeah, well, I, I if, see if you Victor doing and Nora Freeze were recurring characters yeah, I, like I, before I, they turned. Oh, yeah. They're definitely... Yeah, she's she's still awake, and she's sick, and he's trying... Say, is she sick yet? <laughs> no, yeah, she's sick, and he's figured out a way to freeze people, but he doesn't have a way of reanimating them yet, which is his big deal. So he's basically... Picking people up off the, freezing people off the street, dragging them home. Oh, so he is definitely already a criminal. Yes, he's a, this version. He's absolutely a criminal because he's taking people off. He's killed basically. He took people off the street because he's trying to figure out how to reanimate them right before he puts his wife under. Oh, I see. So he's killed like he, he and he had guys. So he's freezing people without any way to bring them. Well, he, while he figures out the way to revitalize him and he's putting things. So he's got like a 15 on, on his latest victims written on his latest victim's hand. So theoretically he's killed at least 15 people mm-hmm. trying to figure this out. And meanwhile, so they're trying to track him down while, you know, his wife's sick and whatnot. Meanwhile, we meet BD Wong who BD Wong. <laughs> yep. BD Wong who is playing Dr. Hugo strange. Really is a dead nuts on looking beady looking Hugo Strange right now. They had him in the bald head with the little glasses and the and the neck beard. And I was just like, like he looked dead nuts on. Now they didn't give him a lot to do in the yeah, they didn't give him a lot to do in the first episode, but he slayed what they gave him. And he's gonna be the big baddie, I think, for for this for this season. He's like young. Young Hugo Strange. Yes, yes, he's he's young Hugo Strange, but it's it's like what in his like thirties then I would imagine. Yeah, you think so? Because he's he's a doc. He's running Arkham right now. Like he's, he's running Arkham and he's using Arkham to run his insane yeah experiments and stuff right now. Like basically, there's a basement wing of Arkham that he's got, and there's a bunch of like crazy experiments going on. And we don't we don't quite know what he's doing down there, but we know it's it's very Doctor Frankensteiny. Oh sure, and. Yeah. He's trying to figure stuff out, and he gets this. He reads the paper, and he goes like, "Oh my God, somebody's figured out cryo freezing and stuff like that." 
you know, talking about Mr. Freeze and then goes, you know, this could jump our process ahead months or, or not months, years. Bring me this Mr. Freeze and stuff like that. Right. And, and it was just, oh man. It, like, but yeah, BD Wong is there as, as Dr. Hugo Strange, like I said, was, was dead nuts on. Had a really good scene where he was with the penguin and he was like interrogating the penguin in a psychological exam. Mm. Oh, like, I'm telling you, if you, if you just want to jump in on Gotham right now and just be like, this is where I start, I honestly, you, you, you pick it up like that. Because <laughs> it's, it's, but yeah, just, you have to see B.D. Wong as, uh... <laughs> All right, if, if, if Dr. Freeze, yeah. if, if Mr. Freeze, is it Dr. Freeze at this point? <laughs> I, I, they haven't called him Dr. Freeze, I don't think, or if they did, I missed it. But Well, Doctor yeah. would be his title. Mr. Freeze yes. is his villain. <laughs> they, they said, like, basically they said Mr. Freeze at the end where, like, the papers named him Mr. Freeze, right? And they were like, they someone said something like, the papers have given him a colorful name. Uh, okay. You see the headline. Yeah, 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 yeah. et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> that's, how, that's how you, well, because there was this, actually, there was this funny uh, dialogue between Bullock and uh, uh, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Where they're they're interrogating Nora Freeze to get her to uh, or, or like to get her to uh, you know tell her where where she thinks her husband might be right <laughs> and he goes I'm gonna interview this and like they're they're standing outside of the interview room right before they go in <laughs> he goes like to Bullock he's like Nora Fries and he goes it's Fries and he goes how do you know that and he goes like I'm good with names and then they walk in there and they interrogate her and on the way out Bullock stops he goes wait a minute what's the correct pronunciation of your last name? And she goes, it's Frice. And he's like, uh-huh. And he walks away. He's like, told you. And it was just this really if very, like, it, it was just a fun dialogue point. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it just Sounds showed, good. Yeah, it just showed the relationship between Bullock and, and Gordon, right? Where he's like, told you. And stuff like that. Oh, God. I, anyway, it was, but like, just seeing B.D. Wong as Hugo Strange, I was just like, yes, and yes. That's all I have to say see, about that. See, B.D. Wong as Hugo Strange, that's enough to almost get me to watch the yeah. show. And it's funny that they've cast a, because this is going to be my, uh, my other segue, because it's funny that they've cast B.D. Wong, a Asian mm-hmm. actor, to play a character that has always been a insane white Dr. Frankenstein-esque psychiatrist character. Because we now have, we now know who's playing Danny Rand in the Iron Fist series. That's right. And it is Finn Jones, who is playing, uh, what is it, Loris Tyrell? Loris Tyrell. Loris Tyrell, the gay knight. The right. flower knight. Well, he's the knight of, of flowers. His character's gay. <laughs> Listen, like, in, in the context of the TV show, yeah. he is definitely gay. In yeah. the books, who knows? Really? I didn't know <laughs> he's, that. He's not a point of view character. The the rumor oh, of the point of view characters was that maybe there was something going on between him and Renly, but we never got definitive evidence of it. Uh, but the show just... <laughs> yeah, the show just went. Yeah, he did. Here's the scene where they're fucking each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I guess that. Like, <laughs> I guess mystery, I forgot which channel I was watching. Mystery solved. <laughs> yeah, thanks, HBO. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, I, I don't want to say this is. It's not a bad cast. I think he's gonna be 
fine. I don't know what to say because he's been in like probably 10, 12 minutes of Game of Thrones. He's so. great. He's been great in his twelve, and he's had some. Yeah, he's, he's been good, but I mean, it's such a small sample size. I don't think he can't act. I just I would have preferred if they cast. Danny Rand is a white character. He has always been a white character, something like 40 years old, and he's always been a white character. And it's always been weird to me that they do the thing where the white guy goes to Asia and learns martial arts better than the Asians, right? It's it's just it's 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 a premise that's so 1960s to me. Yeah. And I I really would have preferred and apparently at least there's at least one person one writer at marvel who agrees with me i'm not going to name names but apparently there's at least one marvel uh, one, one writer at marvel who agrees with me that that i think they they should have just um mm-hmm. like it'd be it's a way to get around an offensive trope to me i think it's just it's, it's slightly offensive now i love danny rand and quite frankly the only thing i care about is if he comes out in the in the yellow booties with the green V-neck and the, <laughs> and the thing in his chest and the helmet pulled over his eyes. That's all well, 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 I don't know. I was going to say, there's two schools of thought on this. Yeah. Because, um, on the costume specifically, yeah. <laughs> let's be clear, um, where, I mean, that obviously was a product of its time as well. Uh, and it's something that we're not necessarily going to see in a Netflix original series like the same way we didn't see the jewel costume really in Jessica Jones I want the yellow costume I want the yellow that said I want it I got to have it (laughs) that said we did end up getting the iconic daredevil costume yeah eventually well they're kind of for better or worse yeah because I really liked him just in black for the rest of the season well that's the thing like that was basically like the way iron or he was dressed at the beginning as the blind, you know, guy before he got the full Daredevil outfit at the end, right. that was that's sort of what uh, Danny Rand dresses like, except with much yeah, more yeah, yeah, yeah. teeth. So I just I would have preferred if they. Ta- I I don't want to like take down. I'm not taking down Finn Jones personally. This is not when the internet attacked uh, Heath Ledger when they cast Heath Ledger as the Joker, or currently are attacking Ben Affleck as the Batman. I just I would prefer if they had an Asian an, an Asian actor play Danny Rand because it just makes more sense to me. It would, it, it's a way for them to get around a trope. Not only that, but if they cast, let's say they cast him as an Asian guy. Yep. The defenders. Yep. Consist of mm-hmm. an Asian guy. Yep. A black guy. Yep. A blind guy. Mm-hmm. And a woman. That's a Benetton ad. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's the most ethnically diverse cast since the Fast and the Furious, right? Yep. Like so, just is the Fast and Furious the cornerstone of ethnic diversity? Absolutely, it is. <laughs> it absolutely is. Oh man, you got the Rock in there. He's Samoan. Why do you think they have? They're they're about to like they're 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 putting pen to paper for the Fast and Furious Eight script because it appeals to everybody, baby. Everybody, Fast and Furious, longest running movie franchise. Better than Star Wars. Better than Star Wars. All right, I won't go. Actually, you know what? It is better than Star Wars. There are better. I'll, slow, slow down, Bob. I'll say it right now. There are better movies in the. There are more better movies in the franchise in the Fast and Furious franchise than there are in the. Uh... Well, sure, by volume. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. I'm like, let's pull the curtain back here. And Phantom Menace, worse than Tokyo Drift. Oh man, I would watch Star Wars Tokyo Drift. <laughs> <laughs> we sort of did. That pod racing scene was physically. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, That's why you call them DK. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Oh man, can someone on College Humor, someone listening to this podcast, I know there's like 15 of you, but someone please make a uh, Tatooine Tokyo Drift poster of some, that'd be great. I'm sure it's on the internet already. Oh yeah, Moth Lasley Tokyo Drift. But anyway, you don't... Uh, In this city, they do not uh, read speed limits. I'm a gunner. (laughs) Jedi mind trick don't work on me. Only money. So racist. Uh... Yeah, I just I would have cast an Asian guy to play Iron Fist. Just what I got into it with the good people at the uh, I'm gonna name drop one of the other podcasts who I've met through the hashtag Potter Family movement. Yeah. Um, really good podcast called the So Wizard Podcast. You follow them at uh, on Twitter at So Wizard Podcast. I've heard of them. Yes, they're they're good. They're very good. And I got into it with good name. <laughs> yeah, oh, very good name. I, I got into them with it a little bit. Not into it, just a little back and forth, right? Where, where I was saying that... They well, should... there's definitely a lot of intelligent points to make on both sides of this conversation. Yeah, I just think that it's... There's no Asian guys in the Marvel Universe right now. Let's get an Asian guy in there, for God's sake. Like, just, it, Are there it, none? No. Can you think of one? Name. Has there? There's like the one Asian guy who fights on Thor's team that you don't know his name and you don't care. Fandrel. Yeah. Like you. Uh, right. Him. I was say, is there anyone in Agents of Shield? I don't think so. Nope. Um. There's no one in Agents of Shield. I suspect that there has to be someone in uh, Doctor Strange. Captain America, I think, had had. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There was someone on the uh, Howling Commandos. Yeah, Howling. but I mean, but no one up front. Is what I'm saying, right? Like, there's there's no one on, no. No one on the like there, there's no Asian guy on either side in Captain America: Civil War, right? So I was just to me it was just such a missed opportunity. Like, just put an Asian guy in there, have him play. And the the counter argument that the good people at the Soul Wizard podcast had for me was no. Um, if is it, you is it the WB argument? <laughs> with, Sorry, I, go ahead. I'll what's, bring it up what's later. WB argument? Well, the the, the counter argument they had for me was you're taking an Asian actor and making them into another Kung Fu stereotype, which I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think is I'm like, I get that argument, but that's not as strong an argument as we're, we're we've got a white guy going to Asia, learning martial arts better than the Asians, proving himself to be more worthy of the dragon spirit than other Asian, you know, people of that community. Well, sure. But what you're implying inherently in that statement is that all Asians are better at Kung Fu than white people. (laughs) Exactly. But I'm not saying you have a character that is like, you have an Asian guy that is fully formed out of the, you know, he's not born knowing Kung Fu. Here's what I think. And here's the WB argument. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's that this was the character as created. Yeah. Uh, it was a character that was a product of its time. Yes. To do otherwise would be to pretend that that history, whether it's racially prejudiced or not, and we can argue forever on it. Like I said, there's I don't think there's definitely smart points on both sides. Prejudice, yes. <laughs> um, uh, to argue to to change it now would be kind of like pretending that that regi- racially prejudiced time did not exist. Uh, and that's actually I, I call it the I call it the WB stance because there are warnings beyond be if before like uh, 
episodes of like Looney Tunes now. Oh, good lord! Yes, where like you know there are definitely super racist episodes of Looney Tunes, but they're mm-hmm. like, listen, there's a there's like a sort of like an FBI warning that comes on before this. Like, uh, it says like. You can look it up. I forget what it's, it's called specifically, but it's a WB warning that basically says something along the lines of, you know, the following cartoon was a product of its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could have censored it or hit it, but, you know, to do so would basically would be to to censor it would also be to, like, saying that it never happened. Yeah, like, is, we're not learning from our history. Exactly. Yeah. So I, it's I, like, here's something that we did, we understand that it's wrong now, but to say that we never did it would be... Disingenuous. Disingenuous, so... Yeah. I, 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 I get that argument. My thing is, it's just... <clears throat> it's another fucking white guy, right? Like, and it's a white guy that... Like, he goes to Asia and he learns Kung Fu better than the Shaolin monks and whatnot of, of who are from there. For God's sake, right? Sure, like, and, and and here's the thing: is like he I goes to, to Asia, like like Danny Rand goes to Asia is yeah. the thing. It, like that's his 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 arc is he goes to Asia to learn martial arts, which in awesome itself pilgrimage, <laughs> yeah, and you know proves himself to be more worthy of the magic dragon punch than these other guys, right? And that starts him off with the Still Serpent because I guarantee they're going to cast the Still Serpent, the Steel Serpent, the Steel Serpent as. Uh, probably an Asian dude, right? So, like, they're going to have Asian bad guys. And if you've seen the Daredevil 2 trailer, or trailer yep. 2, season 2 trailer, part 2, <laughs> there's going to be, there's a lot of twos in there. Because it is, yeah, it's the Daredevil season 2 trailer, part 2. Yeah, just came out last uh, Thursday, I want to say. Yeah, there, there's going to be some some Asian kung fu, like, they, they said they name dropped the hand, right? So there's, there's, yep. there's Red Dinges coming. So I just, I would have cast, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to typecast Finn Jones, but maybe Danny Rand's gay in in this like first iteration of the character. Maybe they're like, hey, what if we made Danny Rand gay? And then there you go. There's the fourth part of your Benetton ad. But I just I would have because we don't have a, a an Asian character. Sam, there are probably there are other gay Marvel heroes like in canon, yep. aren't there? Like North Star, I think is one. Yeah, North Star's one. There's a couple others that are currently escaping my head. But I'm just like, you could have Iron Fist be gay in this Netflix series. Why not? I'm like fuck. Just you could have had him be a gay Asian man. You could have hit all the. You could have hit all the. Sure, but I think you could that have hit it's all also... the colors of the rainbow for for this uh, one, and and they just chose to cast cast some <laughs> some European white dude. And I was just like, come on, man! Like, just... yeah, I don't know. This is a conversation you can have forever. Is the thing? It's true. I just I would have I I and I'm I'm not. I'll bet Finn Jones will kill it. I, yeah, I, I have no reason to suspect I that it's not going to be a good series because of the casting. Yeah, I, I love Danny Rand. I love Finn Jones on Game And, and what I suspect is that they'll go kind of middle ground on it, too. Like, I'm, I'm just, sure someone will call attention to the fact that why is this white dude learning Kung Fu? And he'll probably, in in good in good fashion of a Netflix series, get his fucking ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> through two-thirds of it. True, yeah. I just, like I said, I, to me, I just it was a... a I, we we don't need it. I mean, it's 2016, so the people who are arguing, well, Danny Rand's always been white. Fuck you, because we don't need to protect the sanctity of yet another predominantly white character, mm-hmm. right? So I was actually going to mention this, and, and this might be a good segue, but uh, 
just as a final conversation piece tonight, uh, while we're talking about <laughs> white representation in media, yeah. uh, you had some thoughts on the Oscars from my, what I understand. Yeah, well, my thing was just like, I mean, the Oscars so white thing was, was like hashtag Oscars so white was ridiculously overblown, ridiculously overblown. But that said, <laughs> that said, straight out of Compton, yep, was better than half the movies that they had up for and we had oh christ we had this conversation with craig unfortunately we, we lost it straight out of compton mm-hmm. should have been on there somewhere yep and right. creed absolutely like, like craig had a great point and unfortunately we lost this was brian cranston got nominated for trumbo right Trumbo's an okay film and he was good in it but craig has the theory that they were just nominating brian cranston because breaking bad was so awesome because and and, uh, brian cranston because he's brian cranston right brian cranston is awesome in everything that he does and i love brian cranston but michael b jordan was goddamn phenomenal in in best and worst movies and should have had should have had a nomination creed was better than brooklyn nobody on planet earth saw the movie brooklyn and brooklyn was nominated for and it was the shitty um, i haven't seen it but it was some dumbass period piece about a I kind of love to see it. I'm like, oh, Sorcerer uh, Ronan and uh, Emily Better in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of curious. That's true, but I mean, nobody saw that movie. Nobody. You, you, uh, like, I. We could walk out on the street right now, pull ten random people, and I realize that's a small sample size, but anyone who listens to this podcast could walk out, tap the shoulder of the, the closest ten people to them, ask them if they saw Brooklyn. The answer is no. The answer is no from everybody. Nobody saw Brooklyn. And it was this weird, stupid-ass period piece that sort of looked like Ty- – that had a couple of shots that made you feel like, hey, I remember Titanic. And it was just like – yeah, Hey, you know what was a good movie? Gangs of New York. <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, get out of here. Creed, nothing. And fucking straight out of Compton, nothing. And Sly didn't win the <laughs> – Sly didn't win the uh, the best supporting actor. Now, or, now I haven't seen Bridge of Spies, but – I haven't even heard of Bridge of Spies. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Bridge of Spies was a... Well, I mean, don't take me as a no, as but I'm just average saying. movie viewer. Like, I could probably name on one hand the number of movies I saw in theater this year. And well, everyone... Bridge of Spies... Four was, of them were Marvel movies. Bridge of Spies was a... Uh, uh, it was about the Cold War, right? It was basically your dad's favorite movie or your grandfather's favorite movie, right? Where it was like... It was about the Cold War and Spielberg directed it. Tom Hanks was in it. Mark Rylance who I guess is a guy I'd never heard of in my life. And I, apparently he's a big theater actor. He's won a bunch of Tonys and stuff I like see, that. Yeah. Probably was really good in the movie, but, but I'm he just got like, best supporting actor. yeah, he won best supporting actor over and Michael Rappaport. I don't know if you've seen this. Michael Rappaport had a vine of himself. Uh, you can find it on YouTube and I, I highly recommend you looking it up, but it was just <laughs> him going because Michael Rappaport's worked with Sly Stallone in a couple of movies. So he loves Sly Stallone. And he was oh, on, see, he's on the Bill Simmons podcast, which is a podcast that has had major influences on <laughs> this podcast. He was on saying, you know, if Sly doesn't win, it's a travesty. And then <laughs> Mark Rylance won. And it wasn't even Mark Ruffalo. Mark, like a lot of people thought Mark Ruffalo was going to steal it from him because he was apparently fantastic in Spotlight. Mm. And then it ended up being Mark Rylance, who some people were complaining was the worst guy in that category. I never even heard of Spotlight. <laughs> Spotlight was the uh, Michael Keaton, Mark Ruffalo uh, movie where they were, it, it was about the, 
the Boston journalists uh, shedding light on the pulling the curtain back on the on the priests that had been molesting everybody. It was a good movie. I did see Spotlight. Spotlight was very good, and everybody in that is fantastic. And the accolades that they got was, but uh, like I'm jumping ahead of myself here. But <laughs> Michael Rapaport had the had the thing. Uh, the first thing I was gonna say was Michael Rapaport had a, had a clip of him, and I you should look it up of when Mark Rylance gets announced as winning Best Supporting Actor, him just going, what the fuck? Who the fuck is that? It was just, it was like, it, it was as bad a reaction to anything. Like, like Viking fans who who watched Brent Favre throw that interception had more civil reactions than, than uh, Michael Rappaport did to Sly not winning the, uh, the Oscar. It was pretty funny. But Spotlight ended up winning. And my big argument with the... Academy has always been first off the Academy should always be every four or five years. Now they can't do that because they make so much damn money. Oh, sure. Doing the Oscars every year, but in a perfect world, the Oscars would be every four or five years because rewatchability and staying power. Yeah. We discussed this before (laughs) has got to be a factor, right? It has got to be a factor. And five, 10, 15 years from now, if someone asks you, what movie do you want to watch? Mad Max Fury Road or Spotlight, <laughs> you're, no one on planet Earth is going to say Spotlight, okay? It's not going to happen. Spotlight is a good movie with some great performances, but it will not be talked about two months from now, a year from now, like two years from now. It's, yeah, it's, and, and we've no, talked about this before. It's it's the Avatar effect where no one ever mentions Avatar outside of how much money it made. <laughs> yeah, it's just... I mean, like, it's staying power and rewatchability. Like, Spotlight's a movie you watch once, you go, everybody was really good in that. That was a great movie. It was well-paced. I enjoyed myself. But you don't ever watch never watch it again. Yeah, you don't ever watch Spotlight again. Like, you don't Yeah, yeah. I mean, I even have this, because uh, I had this conversation a long time ago in, like, 2010. Um, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. <laughs> Yes. But in 2010, King's Speech, I think, won the best picture. Christ. Over Inglorious Bastards, right? Well, over a, a number of things. Over, uh, what, Black Swan was that year? Toy yeah. Story 3 was that year? Inglorious <laughs> Bastards was that year? Yeah. Like, Inception? Like, I mean, not necessarily all those, but, like, which of those movies do I still watch? All of them. I've never seen, uh, like, I mean... Like, and, King's and, Speech it, was good. And even it had, then, I'm like, you know what? Black Swan is a good movie. I'd never watch that again either. No. Yeah, like, and, and that has to be a factor, which is why if I ran the Oscars... And even in 2010, I'm like, it should have been Black yeah. Swan. And now, even now, I'm like, okay, you know what? Never mind. I would have it I would have it every four years where you... you Because the movies that... Like, staying power and, and re- rewatchability just has to be a factor. It just has to. Like, we can't have... King's Speech, which nobody has talked about up until, like, you and I are the first people to talk about King's Speech since King's Speech won the Oscars. Oh, sure. <laughs> and Inglorious Bastards, they beat that year, and Inglorious Bastards is... Well, yeah, so, and, and so here's much. the thing, is no so, one ever mentions King's Speech anymore except for if they're having the conversation about movies that won Oscars that shouldn't have. <laughs> exactly, and it's just... And just that whole... Like, my my my... <laughs> my conservative mind also does it because I didn't watch a lick of the Oscars. I, I just follow it on, on Twitter because while watching stuff, I want to watch because that four hour, because you're fuming and you just want people to agree with you. Well, no, not just, not that, but like <laughs> the four hour, sort of that. the four hour, my, 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 you know, radical views, which I don't actually have, but like my, it just, I don't allow myself to watch that 
fucking jerk off fest, that four hour jerk fest where it's like everybody in Hollywood patting themselves on the back, right? Like, it's like, look at us, look at all these rich white people patting ourselves. Look how great we are. We're sitting here celebrating ourselves, patting everybody on the back. And just, yeah. Like, at least I can always count on Kate Blanchett to say something entertaining. That's true. And Chris, I caught Chris Rock's monologue, which I, I, I enjoyed greatly. I thought he, he hit the nail on the head on, on a lot of the uh, points. I should say that there's another podcast who actually gave us a shout out on uh, one of their pods, read one of our tweets. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's a really good uh, podcast I've been talking to with. Uh, again, met them through the hashtag Potter Family Movement. They're called The Countdown Pod. And yeah, yeah. Find them on Twitter at the Countdown PC. They uh, do like fun movie reviews, and every I think every episode they do like a top ten whatever. They did a uh, pre-Oscar show where they did like top ten worst Oscar nominees of all time, and they were asking for Ooh. suggestions, right? And, and they read a couple of my tweets, and they had some of the ones. Shit, you know, I should look that list up. <laughs> that is very good. Like they each had, it was the two guys who run it. They each had their personal list and whatnot. And it was it was a really good podcast. I enjoyed that. Although one of them said that they didn't like that share one for Moonstruck, and I was like ready to jump into my, <laughs> I was ready to jump into my iPod and be like slap him twice and be like snap out of it. That's a fantastic performance. It's my favorite share <laughs> moment of all time. I just slapped Nick Cage twice and went snap out of it. Like, she was good in that, and I, I don't remember. So I, I disagreed with them when they said that, but I mean, there, there was other stuff. That's a, that's, a, that's a hell of a deep cut. <laughs> oh, it was bad, because you know me. I love me some share. <laughs> uh... Yep. Well, here's <laughs> if you could turn back time. Yeah, it's true. Um, but, you know, they mentioned other other ones that were uh, great, like, uh, you know, Goodfellas not winning over fucking, oh, God, I can't remember what beat out Goodfellas, but. Oh, this was like 94. Was that Shakespeare in Love? <laughs> no, no. Shakespeare in Love was, that was the That's a different time. story. That was the tweet they read, which was Shakespeare in Love beating Saving Private Ryan, which is the yeah, 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 biggest yeah. Oscar debacle of Snow. all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God. Uh, you know what? It's a weird one. I, I can't remember. You know what? It's a, a weird one that has, um, as far as my theory of certain things have to stand the test of time. You know what hasn't is is a movie that everybody loved at the time and felt should have won the Oscars that it got, but over time, no one has, talked about it again. <laughs> no, 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 no. People still talk about it, but over time, it has completely fallen out of favor with everybody and saying like, yeah, that one probably shouldn't have won. But at the time, nobody was complaining about it. Okay. Force, Force Gump, Force Gump beat Pulp Fiction, yeah, and the Shawshank Redemption. Well, I mean, given that <laughs> it shouldn't have, I mean, no, but like nobody complained about it at the time, and I don't think I would have either because I really enjoyed at the time, yeah, I like I like Forrest Gump too, but now yeah. that you know I haven't watched it and it's been like twelve years. So Forrest I mean, Gump has, oh, as time has gone on, Forrest Gump has had I, like the stock of Forrest Gump has gone down, and yeah. Shawshank. Well, it's it's the we didn't start the fire of movies. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, but I'm just I just think that. I just think that's weird because nobody was complaining about Forrest Gump at the time. No, but, and, and even now I could like yeah. sit down and watch Forrest Gump. Yeah, I could. But I mean, just like Pulp Fiction, I really enjoy. But the middle of that movie, if you, I don't know if you sat down and watched Pulp Fiction from beginning to end. Fantastic film, but the middle of that, it dies in the middle. I, I, I never realized how much Pulp Fiction dies in the middle. Like when you get to Bruce Willis and he's sitting in his apartment with that, like with his ditzy girlfriend. And she's like, I want to eat blueberries pancakes oh, yeah, and yeah. get a pot belly like madonna in lucky star and and it's like what the fuck like that movie like 
like you're going at like breakneck speed and then you get to that scene and it goes on for like a half hour and then you eventually get back to breakneck speed but that that middle part like you can freaking like you fast forward that part if you if, if pulp fiction's on cable and you and you get and you flick it on and it's at that part you watch something else and you're like i'll come back and yeah, I'll come back in 40 minutes. Yeah. Because I'm watching like, this on TV. I never realized, because I recently watched Pulp Fiction from beginning to end, and I was like, wow, it really dies in the middle. Yeah, Pulp Fiction's all, it's a long movie. It is, but but I mean, like, that's the only part of the movie where I'm just like, wow, I cannot watch this. It is, it is bad, but I mean, God, I love it. <laughs> so good. I love it. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things. No, I haven't watched the movie recently. Actually, I was talking with a friend of mine who hadn't seen it before. We were planning on watching it sometime soon. So just as far as the, the racial stuff goes, A, straight out of Compton should have gotten more love. Because Screen Junkies had the great joke of... Because the, the other movie that got nominated for Best Picture was The Big Short. And The Big Short was a flick of a, it was Steve Carell and Christian Bale and those yeah, yeah, yeah. about the going out. I heard good things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it was a good movie, but... It was about the five guys trying to stop Wall Street, or not, uh, or try, basically trying to stick it to the man, right? And yeah. Screen Junkies had the great joke where they said, "Man, The Big Short isn't wasn't even the best movie about five guys sticking it to the man this year." <laughs> and then showed the clip of Ice Cube's son going, "Yo, Dre, got something to say, <laughs> right?" I was just like, "Thank you, thank you, Screen Junkies, thank you," because it was just like. I just couldn't believe, like, Straight Outta Compton got no love. Like, I'm not saying Straight Outta Compton should have been Best Picture, but it should have gotten more love than fucking... It should have been nominated. <laughs> it should have had something. It should have, like, they should have had, like, Best Soundtrack something, because, like, fucking that stupid Sam Smith Spectre song piece of shit won the Oscar for Best Song, so... Really? Yeah, fuck that. That was garbage. And... That movie. I might be one of, like... I think I'm in the minority of people who just doesn't give a shit about James Bond. <laughs> no, I, well, here's the dirty little secret about the James Bond, Bond movies, Miller. You ready for this? Everybody, if, if, if I can borrow a, a segment from Kevin Smith here, everybody scoop closer. Listen, listen. Shh, shh, everybody, shh, shh. Oh, boy, we've got full Smith. Yeah, we, no, 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 no. I'm, just putting, I'm putting my own spin on it, but scoop, scoop closer is his. Like, that's copyright Kevin Smith. Here, All right, I literally did. Scoop closer, scoop closer. Yep. Listen, everybody, listen. Shh. Here's, here's the dirty little secret about the James Bond movies. They all suck. All of the James Bond movies are bad, but we love that character. We love hearing him say, you know, Bond. Shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred. But every single Bond movie is trash. Even the ones you remember fondly, you have nostalgia goggles on. The dirty secret of the Bond movies, they all suck. <laughs> they did, Sorry, that's it. They, they all suck. That's the dirty secret of the Bond movies. They, like, there's maybe one or two that are kind of good, but they, they all suck. We just love seeing... The Bond formula of, like, give me my gadgets, Q. And, like, give me my car and stuff, right? Like, we just... We get that line verbatim in the next Bond movie. Yeah, sure, yeah. It's just like, where's my shit? Yeah, it's just like, here's here's your gadget. He'll be like, here, here's your inflatable coat, James Bond. And by the end of the movie, you know he's going to need a fucking inflatable coat, right? Like, it's just... Oh, sure, yeah. And well, it's, and, and it's the one thing I liked about, uh, and I had a lot of not-so-nice things to say about... Um, Oh god, which one was it? The second last one. Uh not Sp- the name. Not Spectre. Not uh wasn't Quantum of Solace. Oh Skyfall. Skyfall, yeah. Skyfall. The one thing I liked about Skyfall is I actually subverted that trope. Yeah. Because they gave him the gun that was like mapped to his handprint and only he could fire it, and no one ever fired it. <laughs> and yeah, the th- well the thing was uh the, the thing about the 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 whole uh Daniel Craig era 
Bond movies. And he said that, I think, in an interview where, because, like, his are all super serious and action-oriented, and his Bond doesn't crack jokes or yeah. like, make one-liners. And he said the reason they had to do that was because they got, they, they had because to... Because Pierce Brosnan burned them. <laughs> not just that, but um, the Austin Powers movies, right? The Austin oh. Powers <laughs> movies parodied them so heavily that they were like, we don't want to make us, we don't want to be a thing. Laughing can, stock. Yeah, a laughing stock. Par- like, again, where it'd be like, here's your inflatable coat, Bond, right? So it's just, <laughs> so that was why they made his super serious and action-oriented. And it worked a little bit with Casino Royale, even though I had my problems with that. One of the it, ones I've seen, Casino Royale is my favorite, but even that one slows down like crazy. <laughs> that poker scene, holy fuck, that's awful. It's like an hour and a half of both. Yeah, Jesus. They're, they're, no, none of the Bond movies are good. And which is why I'm just like, why can't they let Idris Elba play Bond? Which leads us into the last thing I want to talk about. Did, <laughs> did you see that Idris Elba was cast as the gunslinger? In, I did, yeah, yeah, in Dark Tower. Dark Tower? Have you read Dark Tower? I haven't, no. You haven't? I haven't. It always seemed like something that would be up my alley, but I never got around Stephen to it. Stephen King's not my thing. I don't oh, have, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't have one iota of clue. Like, I don't have one iota of clue what Dark Tower is about. I don't care. The only thing I know about yep. Dark Tower is from like context clues, mm-hmm. uh, where like someone on like a video game podcast I said I listened to uh, Rebel FM said that they were playing like Fallout Three, like role playing as the Gunslinger. Okay, that's <laughs> and, and so I kind of know what that character is about. But I don't know what the Gunslinger. Is. I I don't know what it is. All I know is you gave me Idris Elba yeah. playing a character called the Gunslinger in yeah. one sentence. <laughs> uh, first of uh, all. Yeah, two please so, two yes give me one ticket please Put first in line up. first in line that's all i need first in line i'm telling you like i don't, I don't know what it is because to me like you tell me idris elba is playing a gunslinger i picture idris elba as like the man as the man with no name walking into town to save the day that's that's or as like jonah hex or just some old west character i'm like yeah him, well, here's I the thing that i found and and maybe you can agree or refute this but unless you're like a middle to el- middle to elderly aged white man you kind of love idris elba <laughs> i love me so much everyone does you i think unless you're later, a, unless you're like a like an old white dude <laughs> i think you're yes i think you have to be an incredibly racist person in order to not like idris elba because he is fucking awesome god i love him and like Honestly, I'll be the first. It's, it's first one of those people that him. women want him, men want to be him. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> He's so awesome. And, but just, man, ugh, loves it. Like, I, I read that. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to go see it. I was like, well, Dark Tower? Like, I don't care. Like, apparently the rumor is that he'll be playing a more pivotal role in the uh, next Thor movie, even. <laughs> and McConaughey's in this Dark Tower movie, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not, not about- I well, could actually get into that. <laughs> well, I don't worship at the the altar of McConaughey. I do enjoy him. In no, he's, but he's been on an upswing over the last handful of years. Yeah. Uh, Good lawyer, I'll say. <laughs> one last casting thing to talk about, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, sure, our mini episode has gone for two hours. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's no longer a mini episode. It's a full-on one-hour anniversary. The uh, Kurt Russell is going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And yes, that's all I have to say about that. Escape from Xandar. <laughs> Fuck, sold, sold. That was the joke I made. I don't know if it landed, but I laughed. Uh, sold. I, am I don't need your stinking planet. <laughs> so good. I was going to ruin everything and then leave. Snake Plissken in space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Snake Plissken, Escape from Xandar. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I love it. Get John C. Riley back in there. <laughs> 
What the hell, my? I love it. I just, I'm so prepared for Kurt. I don't know. They haven't actually said who he's playing. Everybody's. But yeah, the the fan theory seems to be the. <laughs> he'd be playing Peter Quill's dad, which makes sense. Or maybe he's the bad guy for this movie. All I know is I don't care. I'm fully prepared for Kurt Russell to be in the MCU. And Oh, sure, yeah. And then here's the cool thing. I mean, now that MCU is reaching, like, it's, what, eight-year, nine-year anniversary? Yeah. We're getting a lot of bigger names in there. Like, we're getting Kate Blanchett and Tilda Swinton yeah. and yeah, Kurt true. Russell. Although, Tilda Swinton had technically already been in a comic book movie. She was in Constantine. Uh, okay, I'll take your word. Yeah, she was. She was the she was the antagonist. She was Gabriel, the uh, androgynous. Oh yeah, angel that that's right. Feuding with the entire movie, yeah. So she's technically been in a comic book movie, but I mean, like, yeah. You think back to David Hasselhoff playing Nick Fury and <laughs> Dolph Lundgren playing the Punisher, right? Yeah, we've we've had every good actor from yeah. the BBC, in my opinion. Yeah, we've we've come so far. We've got Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin uh, Martin Freeman. We've had multi-time Oscar winners dressed up in comic book outfits. Yeah, the fact that we're getting Benedict Cumberbatch wearing like a, a fucking vampire cape and yeah. casting spells at people. <laughs> Basically playing yeah. Dr. Orpheus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know what? I had Dr. some qualms about this uh, that, you know, I kind of wanted Pedro Pascal or like oh, a right. villain to play that role, but but Benedict Cumberbatch doing it would be fun too. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun too. The Eye of Agamemnon. I'm certainly looking forward to that movie. Yeah, I'm just, it was just funny when when they just said they had the random techno babble in uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, hearing Benedict Cumberbatch say junk like the Eye of Agamemnon and stuff like that. It's going to be, the Eye of Agamemnon commands you to reveal the truth. There's going to be lines <laughs> like that in that movie, for God's sake. He's going to be sitting in the Sanctum Sanctorum with Wong. Oh, there's our Asian guy. He's gonna have Wong. I was gonna say there's gotta be someone in. Yeah, he's got Wong. He's his his like he's Alfred, or I guess more accurately, his Kato. I was gonna say his Kato. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, still, to bring it full circle, they should have cast an Asian guy's Iron Iron Fist, and, and feel free to come at me on the internet with that one. But I, I don't like come at me, bro. But but I don't care. Um, Kevin Miller. Yes. One year, good sir. Happy anniversary. How do you feel? What, what was your favorite, uh, what was your fondest memory? Oh, my, of, if I had to name my favorite episode that I've done. I asked Craig his fame, and, and his was an obvious choice of the pod after his Broncos won the title. I was going to say, yeah, he had the Super Bowl victory this year. Yeah, right? that, was, that was an easy, easy answer. Well, yeah, and that was almost like to the, I mean, that was pretty close to the anniversary, too. Hmm. Um, I think... The episode I had the most fun recording was probably the big season five Game of Thrones recap mm-hmm. because it was like three hours and I had like six beers and just got full nerd on people <laughs> because I had read all the books. Like it was the because you're usually the guy who's been like, oh, I know every comic book, etc. Mm-hmm. And you're teaching me, but I got to take people to school for the Game of Thrones episode. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, I also really liked uh, doing the countdown of the. Uh, the um, uh, crime alley scenes yeah. for Batman. That was that, fun. That one I think is my favorite. And we, I think we, we need should to do find something. a way to do. Yeah, we need to find a way to do more of those. The uh, something else in that formula. Yeah, yeah the interactive because that was our, or so far our one and only interactive 
podcast <laughs> where people can watch stuff on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, that's all the, all the, all the commentary episodes. Yeah. The Fantastic Four commentary, I think, might be my favorite one that we've done. That was a good one, too. Yeah, I really like the 50th. Although I really like doing the uh, Batman Forever one because I went in blind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the 50th anniversary one was great, right? The, or the, not the 50th anniversary. No, no, not Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Because yeah, I've never seen it before. Oh, God, that was so foolish, though. <laughs> well, you and I are doing a... Uh, we're going to be doing a commentary track later on this month man this is a busy month for us we got daredevil okay. season two we got batman superman march Thank madness <laughs> like it, like we're hitting both sides like to me you always have the great debate of the, the two busiest months of the year and, and sports people have been having this debate for the longest time is what's the best month to be a, a sports fan is it march or like the, the argument is either march or october i was gonna say it's october is probably in there right <laughs> it's march or october that's the argument right because october you've got the nhl like the, the NBA. hockey starting in world yeah. series right world series is going on nba and nhl are starting up football is in full swing you, you know you got college sports going on right yeah, yeah. march has march madness Baseball starting back up. The NBA and the the NHL are headed to the playoffs. You got the NFL draft coming up. You know, it's it's all it's all good stuff. But so March and October are always the busiest months on this show. And yeah, it makes sense. Basically, six months apart. Yeah, I mean, we got March Madness. Craig and I got to do our MLB over unders, which I think has been my favorite podcast to do so far this year. Was the was the but only because I I got all five of my. Uh, uh, we got, you were vindicated in those decisions. No, I just not my decisions. I went five for five on, on my. I, I said, here are the five teams everybody should bet on, and I I was five for five on those, and I'm going to try to keep that undefeated streak going. All right. Uh, so yeah, Kevin. Miller. What's your favorite episode he did with me? Come on, man. Oh, easily the crime <laughs> alley episode. Easily the crime alley. Don't leave me out in the cold here. No, no, no. It's crime alley, crime alley episode easily. All right, all right. Uh, so. I guess the last thing to say is crossover podcast available on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Email contact at the crossoverpodcast.com. That's right. That'll um, go directly to me. Yep. We're on SoundCloud. We're on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash the crossover podcast. My Twitter account, I, uh, the podcast Twitter account is my own, which is at MPR6, M P E A R C E, and the number six. Uh, they can find you. You know what else, actually? I'm going to go ahead and throw my hat over the fence. Sure. Uh, I'm going to get back on Twitter for the first time since 2013 in a proper way. Uh, so if you want to follow me as well, I'm at Kevin G Miller, uh, M I L L E R. Um, look for the Futurama icon, <laughs> and uh, I will probably be. And I use this quote kind of loosely because I PVR things, but I'll be live tweeting. Uh, episodes of uh, Arrow, Flash, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, there you go. I, I wish I could do that. I was live tweeting the Oscars, which I wasn't even. Watching. I mean, it, it won't be live because I PBR and I'll be watching it the following day. But oh, okay. uh, you have to try to catch my, the... if you want my opinions before I record yeah. a podcast about them. That's a way to see them. You'll have to try to catch uh, catch a couple actually live and, and live tweet them. That'll be I'll, fun. I'll do my best, but. Yeah. Uh, That'd be fun. I wish I could do that, but apparently the, my work schedule doesn't allow. I was saying, not on my current work schedule. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Kevin Miller, um, thanks for doing this because you, you know, obviously you you were had you were. So, yeah, I was helps. the first recording, right? You, you were know? the first record. You were the first to record, not the first to air, but the first to record. Yeah, help set up the website. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. help getting software and stuff, and, and we're trying. We're looking into getting better. Yeah, not to not to toot my own horn too much, and, yeah. and WordPress takes a lot of the credit, but that website is beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I just like looking at it. Yeah, it is. It is really good, and it's funny after we figured it out. Um, 
they, uh, God, there's this website called like squaresoft.com or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Where they <laughs> much, much easier. Yeah, where basically you pay them five bucks and they design your website for you. Yeah, stuff. exactly. It's like, where were you a month ago? Wop, wop. It's like, so bad. <laughs> it's like I sat around and said, hey, hey, you know, what if there was a guy, a website where I could pay them to build my website for me? Yeah, come on. I live in the information yeah. age. This should be so much easier. Yeah, <laughs> it's brilliant. Brilliant. for God's sake. I should have a thought that there should be a website about it. Exactly. It's like, brilliant. Why has no one ever made money? this and then somebody did uh what are you gonna do uh so kevin miller thank you very much for doing this and hopefully this episode actually sees the light of day uh <laughs> hopefully one year and we we, we hope to, to keep her going and we'll be back in year two of the crossover podcast era take care everybody oh yeah